0: Hello, everybody.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Unfiltered Supporter Show. Good afternoon, good evening, and good morning, depending on your location. Hello, hello. Episode 99 today, Chase.
2: 99. 99. Did you know that US-99 originally ran from California all the way up to uh, British Columbia, which then became I-5, Interstate 5? But ninety nine still exists in many parts of California, Oregon, and Washington, and British Columbia, and that is your historical road <laughs> fact for today. Nice, thanks, Chase. Thank you. How you doing? I'm all you, right. You
1: Good. You a little tired? I'm
2: tired. Are you for, a little
1: tired? You mean you, I know you probably had to get up a little early today. Yeah, well, I've had to get up
2: early past two days. Oh, really, Chase? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Why? Is, why? Why would that be? Well, uh, well, well, you know, I, I let me. Could, let me, you, uh, could there, you do me a favor?
1: A, could you go to www. Uh, Does Chase have a job yet?
2: Com. Uh, I'm doing that right now. I've never heard of this site before. Brand right new. Just set it up the other day. Really? Yeah. All right, well, uh, I'm taking a look at it. Ladies does and gentlemen, does WWW does Jace have a,
1: does Jace have a job yet?com. Uh, all right, all right. Hey. Oh, wow. Hey. Would you look at that? Hey, look at that. It, it says yes. It says it yes. It says yes. Now, I'd say that's a tentative yes. I mean, in a way, but it's a good yes, right? Like It's, it's a good yes. It's like a, you're excited, right? Yes. Okay, good.
2: That's, well, that's what I wanted to do. It's a good yes. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Good. I think it's a pretty cool gig. Because uh, it's right up your alley, Get, you know, getting to work with some Yeah, equipment. so uh, I'm, uh, I'm doing some work uh, over at a place called DVE Store. Hey. Uh, DVE Store actually supplies a lot of the equipment that is in the studio yes. right now. Yes, it does. And uh, so I'm going to be working for them. Uh, and what I'm doing is uh, kind of what I've been doing all along. I uh, I create content, if you will. You're a content machine? I'm a content uh, creator, so uh, I'm a video producer, editor. I'm, I'm creating uh, content for dv store i'm working on right now as we speak a new wireless lapel system from sony a brand new system that looks great and so i'm working on that right now but here's the great news you guys the uh, the job is so sweet that it will still allow me the flexibility to do all the fun things that i've been doing with jupiter broadcasting and this show and how to linux coming up so uh A lot of great things. Yeah. Should I share my big news? Angela pregnant? (laughs) Don't start rumors, Jay.
1: She'll come over and punch you in the nuts. All right. Uh, uh, We, uh, along with... If all goes as planned potentially the release of how to Linux next week now I'm only telling this to the on filter supporters I'm not telling anybody else what this. So what? what are you I'm talking not, about uh but also Monday starting Monday brand new show on the Jupiter Broadcasting Network well, wait 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 another show brand new show
2: daily show Monday Whoa! through Thursday Tech talk today A- anybody I know is gonna be on this show <clears throat> well uh myself okay fair well that's wait hold on that's somebody I know. Uh, and
1: yourself? I know myself. When you are available <laughs> now, I see, you know Chase is, of course, rising to launch a Launching new show. Got a job that starts at 9 a.m. But it doesn't say. It doesn't say like if Chase doesn't have to be in at 9 a.m. One day you couldn't stop by, or maybe
2: pre-record something. We pre-record me? some fun stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm going to try to do that with a lot of the hosts. Um, just uh, you know, when I have a few of their a few minutes of their time, just get on, get them on here, and, we'll, and then I'll have them on the morning show. So uh, that's going to start on Monday.
2: That is exciting. Nine
1: a.m. noon Eastern, and then it should be downloadable for just about everybody's commute at some point.
2: So audio only, obviously.
1: Well, we'll probably do uh, the video. Okay. But it's going to be even more simpler than that. It's li- literally I'll take the file directly from Wirecast and just drop it right in the encoder.
2: Oh. Um, That's easy.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's 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 no music, no thrills, no special intro. It just starts and stops. There's no outro music, nothing like that. Okay. Um, And uh, we're going to have an open mumble room For at least portions of the show If not all of it, depending on the show Where we'll take uh, essentially quote-unquote calls
2: Where people can chime in and be yeah. part of the conversation
1: And uh, so that should be one of two new shows Launching next week if everything goes as planned well, How
2: about that? Yeah,
1: so that's going to be a big week next Stellar. week Stellar Which makes this week crazy uh, I wanted, speaking of this week there I've got, oh man So True Crypt We're going to talk about True Crypt in the show today uh, looks like potentially the TrueCrypt project was compromised in some way. We don't know. What? Some sort of dev rage quit or some oh, sort of no. sophisticated hack. I don't know. So cybersecurity, quote unquote, it's on my mind. So why don't we start our first clip with a little uh, Sabu. He's one of the guys from Anonymous who, who turned and started working with uh, the FBI uh, a long time ago, even when he was actively tweeting that he didn't like the FBI, didn't like the government, when he had actually already been working for them. Anyways... They want leniency, the FBI does, for all of his help. So this clip kind of goes through some of that. And uh, your buddy, Tim Stevens... My buddy. ...stops by to say hi.
3: Nice. This morning, a major figure in the computer hacking group Anonymous faces the possibility of spending more than 25 years in prison. But Hector Monsegur, also known as Sabu, will probably get a much lighter sentence today. Prosecutors are asking for leniency. That's because the hacker began working as an FBI
2: insider.
4: Monsegur helped bring down the agency's most wanted cyber criminal target and disrupted 300 cyber attacks. Tim Stevens is at large for our partner, CNET. Good morning. Good morning. This is a really Good big morning. story that many people Hi. have not heard about. How helpful was he to the FBI?
5: incredibly helpful. He was arrested back in the middle of 2011 and basically the next day turned and started to help them identify some of the major hackers that they wanted to bring down. Uh, He was afraid that he had two foster children that he wanted to protect and the FBI said that we have enough to put you in jail today and he wanted to protect them. So he immediately started to help to bring in some of his co-founders of a group called LULSEC, which was a hacking group that that he began to to co-found.
4: So he's a founding member of this outspoken anti-government group and then he goes a day later working for the government?
5: And and interestingly enough, he was still tweeting online about how much he hated the government how much he hated the FBI while he was actively working for the FBI and engaging in online chats and helping to get more information about these hackers that that the FBI wanted to bring down. What was this group, LulzSec, really all about? LulzSec, they said they were doing it for fun, effectively, but they did get some strong political leanings toward the end. They were attacking the...
3: I'm
1: sorry, Tim. (laughs) I believe they were doing it
6: for the lulls, <laughs> oh,
2: oh, oh.
5: CIA they attacked the senate website uh, they, but they also did some things like attacking fox.com because of x factor, you know, some doing some fun stuff like that. They also uh, uh, sent an email to the British Health uh, Society basically telling them that they had a security vulnerability and telling them how to fix it, saying we don't want to attack you, we're just trying to help. So they did some white hacking and some black hat hacking as well, the so government, kind of gray. The government's now saying his help has helped them disrupt as many um, as 300 certainly it was very helpful well, in okay. bringing people to right. justice and also preventing hacking and also helping to fix websites and fix government agencies as well to prevent other hacks as well. So he's been very helpful, and they're trying to make the case that he deserves a light sentence.
4: And isn't this kind of the future, what the government needs is someone to help with this with this kind of expertise and inside knowledge.
5: Certainly. There are plenty of hackers out there, like Kevin Mitnick, for example, who were accused and who spent time in jail, who are now helping the government, helping other agencies be more secure. Ultimately, these are the guys who know these systems the best are the ones who have been attacking them, and they know the best way to secure them.
4: All right, Tim Stevens, thank you so
5: much. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I, I find their uh, background cameras extremely distracting. This is—I go back to uh, why sometimes I think audio is actually better because I can't really listen to what that guy's saying because I'm looking at all the—I'm looking at how they're doing all of the camera work and the background cameras because they have the different camera feeds displayed behind Tim, and I can see like when they're changing the shot to no, Nora. No, no,
2: but Chris, it looks high-tech. It looks like they're on the cutting edge. They look like they know exactly what they're doing. And I'm
1: sitting there thinking about how they're putting it together because I'm like, oh yeah, there's the graphic they're going to pull up next. Oh, okay, so the director decided to go with the graphic instead yeah, but, of Nora, but, but even though he got the shot for but Nora. Chris, ready. But Chris,
2: you're, but you're, you're a content creator. You're, it's different for you. I because, wonder, though. I wonder you look for that stuff. Uh, it, I wonder, most people
1: don't. I, I want to ask the chat room. Did you guys see that? Because, by the way, supporters, uh, this I is think the chat room was
2: distracted from what they saw earlier. Um, and they haven't come down from that yet.
1: Okay. All right. Well, they're still talking about True Crypt, too, which is a story we're going to get to here in a little bit.
2: Once the show. Honestly,
1: uh... oh, see, they didn't notice. All right. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. So it's just me. Told you. I told you. It's just me. All right. Oh, well, before sure. we go too far, I had some Thai food today. Sorry, <laughs> Andrew, if you're listening, but I, <laughs> I was a busy day. And it was supposed to be rainy all day long. I mean, look at me. Do I look like I'm dressed for kind of nice weather
2: out? Look Chris, at me. You guys, Chris is actually oh, naked God. right now. Chris is, oh, damn it.
1: I'm wearing long sleeve flannel, okay? I'm all flanneled up because it was supposed to be raining all day today, so I didn't do any barbecuing. It threw off my yeah, whole day, it, all my planning. It,
2: it threw me off, too. I was I was looking forward to some meat, and I didn't get so, any. So
1: sick and tired of Chris it. Chris held out. So that's my that's my long way of saying, here's an update on the, uh, <clears throat> essentially, what, what kind of seems like a military coup in uh, Thailand.
4: The United States is suspending $3.5 million in military aid to Thailand two days after the country's armed forces seized control. Thailand's new military rulers are now tightening their grip. They've detained, ousted Prime Minister Yingluck Shinawat and other leaders of the former government. On the streets of Bangkok, commuters hurried home as the second night of a mandatory curfew took effect. Oh, yes. And some are not liking the inconvenience.
7: I've had to change my routine It is People hard to get work early and traffic <laughs> is bad.
2: The commute I is do not know difficult. what is going on
8: If this continues, my income will be less
9: Because the time to sell has been shortened Thailand's
4: okay. military says it's trying to end months of political turmoil But so far, it has yet to outline a plan to move forward
1: There
2: you go So... There is something seriously wrong.
1: With your face?
2: No, with this keyboard. Control doesn't work. Are you getting confused because it's the Mac? And so, the, so it's like... So oh, then eh, <laughs> never I <know>. mind. <laughs> I know, Never crazy. mind, never mind. Uh,
1: so uh, I have a question for you. Yeah. How baller are you feeling tonight? How what? On a scale of one baller to ten baller, how baller are you feeling tonight? How baller? Cause I got a, I got a question for you. About seven point five,
2: maybe eight. Really, that's okay. I feel pretty balling.
1: So uh, when the show wraps up tonight, like around eight eight thirty our time, yeah. that's when the uh, these exclusive uh, Brian Williams Edward Snowden interview oh, goes yes. on. Yes, yes. So <clears throat> can I can I just be honest with you, Chase? But how are you going to watch it? Oh, uh, this has been an extremely frustrating day for me. Yeah. Because everything that's awesome is happening later, later in this week. So tonight is the Snowden interview. Later in this week, Greenwald is supposed to reveal names of who's been spied on by the NSA. This is why Unfiltered needs to go to twice a week. Because if we had a Friday recap, Ooh. we would. I mean, this is why Ooh. I'm hoping we get to the funding level Ooh. on the Patreon. Because if we Ooh. do, this week is the Ooh. perfect example. I know I'm going to try to Ooh. mention that later. Because I'm, I'm telling you what.
6: I'm
1: ah. telling, I'm telling ah. What? Ah. 9 p.m. Pacific. I. Th- I mean that's just kind of. I mean that's. We're usually done by then, right?
2: Oh, we're way done by then.
1: Yeah, I just I don't
2: know. We're done that. before around. The thing around. Is,
1: is, I already have clips from it too because they've released a lot of the interesting thingies, So I don't even know if what. Bec- why? Do have-
2: by the way, I mean I know we're going to show this picture, but why? Why? <laughs> hold Brian, on. will you want me? To, you want me to put Brian
1: Williams' hold, hold selfie? On. Uh, hold on. Selfie why? Why?
2: What? Why? Why is he? Th- why is this happening? I know. I need to uh, hold on. It's yeah, this he, one yeah, and that you one. Go. There we go. Why? Why is this happening? Why is this... Why is he, he posing? Why Why are they both posing? Why? Well, okay, now, hold on, hold on. Why? Hold on, we pose. Yeah, but this this is a serious story. <laughs> Brian Williams does not equal Dan Lewis. Are you crazy? Well, I mean... Dan Lewis is a national treasure. Uh,
1: so... He re- lied to this. one of my tweets. <laughs> let me ask you this. Uh... Here's how I think that went down. Okay. <clears throat> I think Brian's getting set up. Ed's watching these clowns walk around behind Brian the whole time. Ed's Ed's keen to what's going on. Right. So as soon as he sees the guy break out the DSLR, Ed poses. He says, hey, Brian. Brian turns around. Because look at Brian's face. Brian actually looks a little like uh, now is not the right time. A little bit. Like, look at Brian's face there. Like, what the fuck are you doing right now? Look at that look. I see the
2: hip. Hop, the hippie, so, the hippie,
1: the, I, the hip, hip hop. I and anyways, so this is this is a huge get. Uh, Brian Williams in an interview talked about how uh, basically ne- big network news doesn't get these kind of so, interviews so
2: anymore. So where where is NBC? Where is where are they? We'll play a clip in the show.
1: We're gonna get to it. It's the, all I, gonna I'm be in the sorry, show. I was setting. That oh, okay. Right. Come on. All right. uh, okay, there, Jace. <laughs> Chris missed that one. All right, uh, I got a couple more things I want us to cover, and then we're gonna get going here. Uh, before we get to the Ukraine stuff. Uh, Did we? Yeah, okay, we covered that. Let's talk about a mudslide in Colorado. You want to talk about that? Have you heard about this? Oh, it's
2: thank thank goodness it's not as terrible. That's how
9: emergency crews describe a massive mudslide on the western slopes of Colorado four miles long, two miles wide, and about 250 feet deep. This entire area remains very unstable. Right now, three people are missing. One witness said the mudslide sounded like a freight train. Meteorologist Jennifer Gray joins us now to tell us exactly where this is. Good morning.
4: Good morning
10: to you. Yeah, it just happened right exactly. outside of Culver and You can see in Colorado and a lot of rain has fallen in the past 24 to 48 hours. This is a radar from the past 24 hours. We'll zoom in a little bit and concentrated right over that one area. Those showers came through yesterday.
1: Hashtag blamepot. Hashtag blame pot. <laughs>
2: Uh, all right. Well, Eric is saying in the chat room that uh, it, it flight three seventy. What about where's the coverage? This uh, unfortunately was a break from their coverage. They mm. went back to their mm-hmm. regular schedule. Mm-hmm. Flight 370. absolutely.
1: Uh, okay, so here's a good one for you. I think this is particularly good for the uh, test video feed we've been doing lately.
11: Tracking crime
1: from ten thousand feet above. You're
11: watching a murder unfold. Look at the cursor toward the bottom. In an instant, the suspect approaches, fires, the victim's down the killer sprints off. This 2009 gangland shooting in Juarez, Mexico was captured from 10,000 feet, about two miles up. You can see a
12: whole group of people here reacting to the shot. They come over and look at the victim and then they run down the alleyway actually after the shooter.
11: From their specially equipped Cessnas, Ross McNutt and his firm, Persistent Surveillance Systems, can monitor large sections of cities.
1: So these aren't drones. These, these are just are, normal planes. These are private uh, planes where they've set up a company where they just will go do... They, it's basically surveillance for hire. They're a private surveillance company in Cessnas.
2: Oh. Well, we should get started on this.
1: This is this sounds, actually, when you think of it that way, kind of creepy a little
11: bit. <laughs> ...and his firm, Persistent Surveillance Systems, can monitor large sections of cities. Because they're in the air for hours at a time, they can track back to the moment of a crime and before it. In Juarez...
12: They meet up three to four times prior to the murder, including one time right outside the murder scene. In the moments afterward... We actually can follow all of the cars, so we're actually gonna jump over and follow the car that the shooter got into... Gosh, and look at that. ...and see where it goes to. Wow. They tie
11: in a Google Earth Street View image to show police the house where the suspect went to hide. <laughs> McNutt's team helped police make arrests in that shooting.
12: We've actually witnessed 34 murders so far, and we actually have confessions that account for 75.
11: Also in Juarez, McNutt's team captured the murder of a female police officer circled in red. You dread it as you see her unable to outrun her killers.
12: She was shot six times in the head and shoulders, and we literally watch her run into this parked car here.
11: McNutt says they can pick out suspects by looking for strange behavioral patterns. Right after murders, the suspects in Juarez, he says, like many others. They
12: drive like idiots running red lights, swerving around people.
11: McNutt's team has monitored other high-crime cities. Compton, California, Philadelphia, Baltimore. They can replicate their operations center in Dayton, Ohio, anywhere. In a typical operation, law enforcement officers will sit in this area monitoring a police scanner. When a call comes in that a crime's been committed, these analysts immediately start to track back when and where it occurred. And sometimes they can catch up to a suspect in real time. Dayton, 2012. They get word of a burglary, track the suspect in the white truck as he's getting away, and direct police right to him. Wow. Dayton's police chief says the technology's helped his depleted force.
8: Allows us to gain data on criminal offenses for which there are... That's in Ohio. ...witnesses including clearly police not officers are not there to prevent.
11: But privacy advocates say this smacks of Big Brother. Oh. They might have actually crossed a line. This
3: creates the opportunity after the fact to look at anybody for
12: any reason. We're responding in support of law enforcement to reported crimes only.
11: And, McNutt says, they closely monitor their own analysts to make sure they're only tracking suspects.
1: Gee, see, it's not only the NSA we have to worry about.
2: Well, but I think there's a key thing, though, right? It's reported crimes only. What's the difference between that and, say, uh, a a police helicopter in the air tracking a speeder? That's weaving in and out of traffic.
1: Because that police helicopter is focused on one particular thing. This entire thing is monitored. It's the same thing the NSA does. Collect
2: it all and then only search on the things that you have authorization oh, to search Oh, I see what we're getting Because yeah. Because they're constant recording is basically that's what you're saying. A 10-mile yeah.
1: block, right. right, or whatever.
2: Yeah. All right, that makes more sense.
1: Uh, so I got two uh, kind of Ukraine-related things for you. Then we got a WikiLeaks thing, and then we're going to move on, I think. More leaks? Uh, So why don't we start with the WikiLeaks because that's – uh. That's going to be related to something we'll cover here in a little bit, and then uh, we'll get into uh, the Ukraine stuff.
10: Another piece to the NSA's spy puzzle for you before you head off to enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> Remember that little program called Mystic? The one where I call it five, five it a big foreign one, countries were getting what? their phones tracked or tapped. Well, Mexico, Kenya, the Philippines, the Mahamas, and Country X originally were in this dragnet. Remember that? With the NSA tracking the time source. Wait, and wait, can I, the calls. can I guess? Can
1: I guess?
2: Can I guess? Yeah, you want it, yeah. All right. Uh, is it... I, I uh, Should I play this along? Because I already know what it is. But should I play along? Uh, is it Canada? No. Okay. Is it Zimbabwe? No. Oh, I know. Is it the UK? No. Gosh. Um, is it Canada? No. Uh, is it... The... country of South Africa. No? Wait, I know. It's Afghanistan!
10: Yes! Further, the Bahamas and Country X were in a program called Somalget, where nearly the entire nation's calls were recorded and stored for 30 days. Now, when the story broke, The Intercept explained that it worked like this. If an entire nation's cell phone calls were a menu of TV shows, Mystic would be a cable programming guide showing which channels offer which shows and when. I so that. would be the DVR that automatically records every show on every channel I and stores that. them for a month. Now, through the intercepts, editor Glenn Greenwald, he he says he chose not to disclose the name of the country over concerns it could lead to increased violence after conferring with the government. WikiLeaks spokesman, rather Christian Raffensen, says that WikiLeaks decided to call the government's bluff, so it named the country today, Afghanistan. <laughs>
13: Four years ago, when we released the information about Afghanistan, the warlocks there, and later, in the end of 2010, it was claimed by the US administration that this releases would cause death. Nothing has happened in all the four years, so it is an overblown statement. We know that from the past, and it is a scare tactic to try to silence journalists and to get them to withhold information, which is wrong. The people of Afghanistan are the real victims here, and they have a right to know that uh, their rights are being grossly violated. Uh, And it can be argued that that, uh, it's a betrayal of of journalistic uh, duty uh, not to reveal that information to the public of Afghanistan.
10: The U.S. government, through the Drug Enforcement Agency and others, often works with foreign governments to tap phone calls and track electronic communications metadata for law enforcement purposes. WITH THAT FOREIGN GOVERNMENT'S PERMISSION. BUT IN THIS CASE, THE NSA APPEARS TO HAVE OPENED A SO-CALLED BACK DOOR TO AN ENTIRE COUNTRY'S CELL PHONE NETWORK AND USED IT FOR ITS OWN PURPOSES, INCLUDING LISTENING IN ON MILLIONS OF PEOPLE WHO HAVE NOT BEEN ACCUSED OF ANY CRIME OR TERRORIST ACTIVITY. AND THAT GOES FOR ANY AMERICANS CAUGHT IN THAT DRAGNET. AND FOR A COUNTRY AS BENIGN AS THE BAHAMAS IS, ACCORDING TO THE STATE DEPARTMENT, THAT SEEMS ESPECIALLY CURIOUS.
13: One which has been blatantly ignored by both sides, wouldn't you agree?
2: Oh yes. Oh, all right, yeah. Chase.
1: A couple more clips, and then we're done in the supporter show. It's time to get into the big show. Uh,
2: all right. First up. Yes. You know what you? What do you always say, Jay? What's something you always say? Well, you know, it's one of those catchphrases from a great movie called Jerry Maguire. It's
5: Show, show me the money! money.
2: You remember how we talked about how? Uh,
1: Biden's uh son-in-law son-in-law was yeah. going to work on the board of the Ukraine gas company. Yeah, and there was no conflict of interest whatsoever. Turns out we missed somebody.
2: Who did we miss?
1: John Kerry's close friend of the family.
2: You got to be kidding me. Is
1: also joining. You the- got to be kidding me. I am not kidding you.
2: Holy crap.
1: So, uh it turns out according to Bloomberg that Ukraine's raging gas dispute is crucial to Europe. So let's just follow the money. Show it.
14: Ukraine's presidential elections may help solve one major problem here. Who's in charge? But a new president will face several serious challenges, including the country's contentious gas dispute with Russia. Speaking simply, it's simple blackmail. Andrei Kovalev recently took over Ukraine's state-owned gas company, Naftogas. His firm gets almost all its gas from Russian energy giant Gazprom, which has recently doubled its prices to a level that Kovalev and Ukraine's political leaders say is unreasonable. What's it like having conversations with them about price? I'd say that it's not constructive. And the conversations we have, they are not bringing any results. The politics of gas for both these state-controlled entities, the often ageing storage facilities, and Ukraine's internal divisions are all consequences of a shared Soviet past. The armed fighting may be taking place hundreds of miles away in the east, but it's here in the peaceful west of Ukraine, just a few miles from the border with Hungary and Slovakia, that an economic and political dispute is really raging. It's focused on gas pipelines like these that are so crucial to Europe's energy needs. Gazprom piped 112 billion cubic meters of gas into Ukraine last year. Around three quarters continued onto Europe, with the remainder used domestically for household heating and industrial energy. Naftogas may earn billions each year for transiting Gazprom's gas, but it also pays billions for those domestic gas needs. And that's where much higher prices will hurt Naftogas, says Denis Sakwa, a gas analyst at Dragon Capital in Kiev.
6: Most of the company bills are in United States dollars while residential consumers pay fixed tariffs, and those tariffs are fixed in Grievnia.
14: Here's the problem. The Grievnia, Ukraine's currency, has fallen around 40% against the dollar since the start of the year. So when Gazprom demands payment in dollars, but NAFTA gas is itself paid in Grievnia, it gets squeezed. Russia's Prime Minister Dmitry Medvedev says that's not Russia's problem. Yeah. I
15: think any creditor is entitled to get their debt repaid. Therefore,
14: we expect to receive the repayment of the debt that is accumulated over the time from Ukraine and the respective company. The debt currently stands at 3.5 billion US dollars and may rise by another 1.6 billion next week, Whoa. unless Ukraine can persuade Russia to drop its prices. Sometimes, yes, it's a political weapon. Sometimes it's uh, (laughs) a very efficient leverage that you can use on a consumer which is highly dependent on large gas supply. Ultimately, the real issue, says Dragon Capital Sakwa, is simple. It's a competition problem. Right now, the Russians are the only game in town, and Ukraine's Uh new leadership will have no choice but to deal with and buy from Gazprom.
2: Hmm, if only there was somebody who could It be. almost sounds like the kind of situation that we have happening in the States with internet service providers, Chris, where, you know, what's to entice a company to be competitive with price if there's no right. competition?
1: Well, it turns out the U.S. has got quite a bit of natural gas, and John Kerry sure knows somebody he'd like to sell it to. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> that's not anybody with a uh, oceanfront property in Arizona, right? <laughs> All right.
1: So I got one more clip I want to play. I mean, there's a couple more. There's also there was some there was uh there's a shootout in Ukraine. So I got Okay, it's Chase's choice.
2: Chase's choice time.
1: By the way, videos of everything we played today are in the supporter sync. So if you're listening to the supporter show and you want to watch some of this stuff, all the videos in the pre-show Word. also there is a very healthy overtime folder this week. Uh oh, and there's something I specifically wanted to draw your attention to. Let me see what was that. Uh <clears throat> Oh. Go watch what a douchebag Congressman Rogers is. Oh my gosh. Should I should I play a minute of it?
2: Oh you should. I think I'll just play a quick minute of it.
16: Gentleman is recognized. I would yield myself as much time as I might consume, Mr. Speaker.
1: First of all. First of all, right there already a dick. Hey, you know what? Hey, I'm going to take as much time as I want to screw you guys. Gentlemen, gentleman is recognized.
16: I would like to begin by recognizing Chairman Goodlatte, Mr. Sensenbrenner, the other Judiciary Committee sponsors and leader Cantor, uh, for all their hard work. in Continuing to forge a compromise with the Intelligence Committee uh-huh. that enacts meaningful change to uh-huh. FISA while preserving operational capabilities. This
1: is about the Freedom Act that he watered down.
16: ...that we have found a responsible legislative solution to address concerns about the uh, bulk telephone metadata program so that we may move forward on other national security legislative priorities.
1: So essentially, because we didn't neuter it, he's happy, so thanks, that's good, that we came to a, you know a balance, uh-huh.
16: Our obligation to protect this country should not be held hostage by the actions of a traitor or traitors who leak classified information that put puts our troops in the field at risk.
1: In other words, we wouldn't have to be doing this if Snowden hadn't leaked this that's not, otherwise there'd be no, no call for reform.
2: Yeah, because you wouldn't know about
1: it, <laughs> and, suckers. And, what he, and the speak. what he's saying there is now that you have swallowed our watered-down act, we've won, and we're no longer being held hostage by Snowden. We're going to continue on with the program, largely unchanged. It's going to sail through, and we've won.
16: Or those who fearmonger and spread mistruth like you? and misinformation you? to further their own misguided agenda.
1: That's you. Now he's inferring Glenn Greenwald right there, but yeah, but it's really him. Yeah, Yeah, following
16: the criminal disclosures of intelligence information.
1: Again, a slam at Glenn
2: Greenwald.
16: Last June, Section Two Fifteen telephone metadata program has been the subject of intense and often inaccurate criticism.
2: Because of you.
1: Yeah, so not only did you manage to successfully dominate the narrative, so that we're only talking about the metadata program, we're not talking about prison, which sucks up all of the Internet's content into a three-day buffer where they have fiber taps installed at critical locations in the Internet. We're not talking about that. We're only talking about nope. the metadata for an antiquated phone system that in 30 years we probably won't even be using anyways, and it'll exactly. all be going through PRISM. Yep. So, yeah, you're right. There has been a lot of controversy around that because that's where you've allowed the debate to happen. That was the narrow spectrum in which you allowed the discussion to occur.
2: You're, are you saying you really like Mike Rogers? Is that
16: what you're telling me? Yeah. bulk okay. telephone metadata program is legal, it's overseen, and effective at saving America. Yeah, overseen
2: world. by a rubber stamp yes. FISA court. Yes, That. On record, approves 98% and of everything that goes by them. has released an official memos that some people believe
1: calls the, uh, the legality of the entire program into question, but those have been, of course, held back. Of
16: course. No review has found anything other than that. All three branches of government oversee this program, including Congress, the FISC, Inspectors General, and Internal Compliance. and.
1: So we know also, based on the leaks, that Congress was woefully uninformed. We can, I mean, a classic example is Diane Feinstein apparently being completely unaware that the NSA was monitoring Angela Merkel. So this is obvious, even though she is leading up the Intelligence Committee, she somehow did not know. There's also been circumstances where Rogers claimed he did not know. So... How much oversight did Congress have? How much oversight did the rubber Stamp Court have?
16: Privacy and civil liberties offices in the executive branch agencies. Despite the effectiveness of the program and immense safeguards on the data, many Americans and many members of this body still have concerns about a potential for abuse. And remember, the whole debate here has been about the potential for abuse, not that abuse had occurred.
1: Right, even though we know... We uh, know it had. The Well, I mean, let's be realistic, too. Like, yeah. we, of course, intellectually, uh, we know that because humans are running these programs, that's why they have sex in for sex intelligence and love in for love intelligence. We know that they created these terms because people were doing things they were not supposed to be doing. And we also know... That they do something where they, where they, I don't know what the term is, but they work with, say, say like the DEA or the FBI to bust people over drugs. And then in the case of the FBI, they reconstructed evidence trail because the method in which they collected that information is not legal under the Constitution. And the thing is, the core thing is, even though we know there's been some violations, and so obviously these are one-off circumstances, and likely, intellectually, we can say to ourselves more there's probably been more violations that would be safe to assume in an organization with tens of thousands of human beings there's likely been more violations because that's what humans do but even if there's somehow miraculously like rogers claims were no violations the actual existence of the program is the violation in itself it is unconstitutional itself the program's existence is in very is, is a violation all in its own. You don't have to have any other wrongdoing at all in the program at all to have any. That is the violation. The program is the violation.
16: The legislation we are considering today is designed to address those concerns and reflect hundreds of hours of member and staff work to negotiate a workable compromise in March.
1: Behind closed doors, by the way.
16: The Intelligence Committee ranking member, Mr. Ruppersberger, and I introduced legislation that was designed to accomplish these main priorities. We committed to ending bulk metadata collection for communications and other types of records.
2: Yeah, now the phone companies will do it for us. Yeah, yeah, thank you, phone companies.
16: We committed to providing more targeted, narrow authorities so as not to put America at risk.
1: We went from three hops to two hops.
16: We committed to provide an even more robust judicial review than exists today uh, and process for that program. And we committed to providing more transparency into the FISA process and the decisions of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. Oh,
2: thanks for the transparency, but that doesn't mean that you're not still going to rubber stamp everything. And because you had to, and even what you've done is
1: extremely watered down.
16: The revised USA Freedom Act accomplishes the same goals as well. The USA I Freedom Act, that provides the meaningful change to the telephone metadata that members of the House have been seeking. If we uh, had the fortune of having a Commander in Chief firmly dedicated to the preservation of this program, now here's what I
2: love. Oh, so oh, Listen so to, to this setup. Is this a this is a backhanded? He's,
1: he's he's slamming Obama here.
16: We may have been able to protect it in its entirety. With that not
1: being whoa. the case. And I whoa, whoa, yeah. no, yeah. no. Yeah, here's what's great. That is bullshit. So the president, Shit. he has his own presidential no. review panel, doesn't take a bunch of their recommendations. But here's the great part. The, the, the very negotiations that happened behind closed doors that led to the compromises of the U.S. Freedom Act were engineered by the Obama administration. They were the ones that orchestrated it, and after, and only after these changes were made that weakened it did then Obama say he would sign it. He said, okay, if it comes to my desk, I'll sign it. Until then, he said he, would, he was refusing to sign it. So what he is blasting Obama for, Obama actually enabled all of the preservations that Mike just said are still in there. The yep. ones that he just said, those are there because of what the Obama administration has done. But what he managed wow. to do, because he's on C-SPAN, and by the way, I don't know if you've noticed, that everybody that's sitting behind him has gotten up and left because they don't want to be on camera while this jackass is talking.
16: But he gets, you know, he gets to go on record and slam Obama. This is a workable compromise that protects the core function of a counterterrorism program we know has saved lives around the world.
1: Yeah, we've we foiled two plots. Now, I want to back it up because he just, he just disproves his point that Obama didn't save the program by saying the program is still, is still functional.
16: Program, we may have been able to support telephone metadata that members of the House have been seeking. If we uh, had the fortune of having a commander-in-chief firmly dedicated to the preservation of this program, we may have been able to protect it in its entirety. With that not being the case, and I believe this is a workable compromise that protects the core function of a counterterrorism program we know has saved lives around the world.
1: See, his very next sentence, his very next sentence, he, he, counter, he counteracts what he just said. Uh, it, it's, it's political theater,
2: Chase. All Not right. only that, he's a political douchebag.
1: So the entire video is in the overtime folder, along with uh, a lot of info about the CIA agent that got outed in Afghanistan, which we'll talk about more in the show. In the show, all right. So Chase's choice. Uh, you ready for this one, Chase? I'm uh, ready. Gunman uh, seizes Ukrainian airport, or Ukrainians rage? Oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, the U.S. Russian sanctions shake up the space industry. What would you prefer? Uh,
2: I, I'm, I'm always a fan of science and space.
1: Let's do the space industry one. All righty.
2: The
10: final one The U.S. Air Force launched an unmanned Atlas V rocket at Cape Canaveral Air Force Station in Florida on Thursday with a classified satellite for the U.S. National Reconnaissance Office. Sounds serious, doesn't it? Five minutes after 9.09 a.m., rocket manufacturer United Launch Alliance shut down its live webcast under a prearranged news blackout ordered by the U.S. military. While the mission unfolds under a veil of secrecy, the future of the Atlas V launcher is getting wide public attention. For now, ties between the Russian company that builds the rocket engines and ULA are proceeding under business as usual circumstances, despite sanctions applied over the crisis in Ukraine. To talk more about secret missions and the rocket engines that get them into orbit, I was joined earlier by Michael Johnson, Chief Technology Officer at NanoRacks. I started off by asking him if he knows what the secret mission is and if he's going to tell us about it.
17: Well, actually, uh, no, I do not know what the secret mission is. But uh, from what I have read in the press, we believe it's a uh, some form of geostationary communication satellite.
10: Is that a fancy way of saying GPS? Uh,
17: no, it's it's not GPS. It's uh, it's similar to a communication satellite that say you would use to pick up um, uh, say like direct broadcast TV or something like that, but uh folks believe it will be used for uh military communications between military satellites.
10: All right, well let's talk about this uh this UN's US launch program. If sanctions brought on by the the crisis in Ukraine were to mean that the Atlas rocket's Russian-made RD-180 engine couldn't be used, could this create problems for domestic launches, like SpaceX, uh, for instance, was citing in in court papers saying, "Take our engines instead of the Russians." Uh, you know, there are sanctions on you; should be using our engines, but this this launch was allowed to go ahead anyway. Could sanctions end up affecting these sorts of launches?
17: Well, actually, the way the um, the Atlas yep. V works. uh, ULA, the company that manufactures the Atlas rocket, has a stockpile of these engines. So at any point in time, they have approximately 25 uh, engines in their stockpile and they're ready to launch at a moment's notice. Um, I should say it normally takes about 18 months to arrange for a rocket launch. So um, as we saw earlier in the news, um, the uh, sanctions were reversed uh, by the courts So I think for the moment, um, ULA is in very good shape. uh, Continue launching the Atlas V, and uh, uh, I I don't foresee any immediate problems from this.
2: What do you think the satellite's for, Chris?
17: Oh, you know,
1: shenanigans.
2: Uh Uh-oh. So we're at 99, Chris. You got the intro this week. Oh, I do. Okay. Oh,
1: jeez. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. This oh, is the my one gosh. I got to do is, the intro? This is
2: the one before the big one.
1: Oh, my gosh.
2: I don't know if I'm ready for that.
1: I don't feel like I'm prepared.
2: One before the big one. Uh-oh.
1: Angela was listening. She heard my admission. I Whoa. Know. Oh, I'm in trouble. i have a hard week, Chase. It's been a hard week. You wouldn't believe it. Very busy. And now I got sick kid at home. It sucks. Doot, do.
2: Um. So,
1: we uh, we have some interesting things to talk about today, Chase. We do? kind of a. I didn't really want to talk about the shooting very much because it's kind of sad. So that's not really on the agenda so much today, but if you want to talk about that, we can in the post-show. I didn't really put it here in the main shenanigans. Uh, well, the first story out of the gate,
2: um... I, I have it, by the way. Don't I don't actually
1: that. have a, uh, a, a clip for.
2: I know. There ain't no clip. I have a warning message screenshot.
1: Okay, yeah, that'll be good to show. Yeah. Um, yes, because, uh, essentially it's breaking right now as we go on the air, so there's no clip to be had. You know what I mean? This is Unfiltered, episode 99 for May 28th. 2014.
7: Good evening. In a little over 24 hours, we will hear from Edward Snowden, the 30-year-old American who's responsible for the most staggering theft of American intelligence secrets in the modern era. We met with him midweek last week in Moscow. Tonight, a portion of our conversation with this man who introduces himself as Ed. He touches on something he's never spoken of before on camera about what he did for the U.S. government and how he describes his job, his training, his career right up until he put an end to it.
1: Welcome to Unfilter, episode 99 of Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show that's distracting you from all of that TV you shouldn't be watching. My name is Chris, and joining me every single week is the always excellent Mr. Chase.
2: Hey, Chris, didn't that opening clip come from television? Yeah, oh yeah. You remember the Unfilter? Here's the best way to sum up Unfilter right here.
1: All right. I understand, man. There's a lot of good TV. Oh, really good TV? A lot of good TV. I guess good people TV. people like their Game of Thrones and, yeah. and their zombie shows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what a filter does is we let you spend that time that you do have available to watch TV. Just watch the junk that, you, that makes you feel good because we're watching all the news feeds for you like a hawk. And then you tune in every single week and we'll tell you about the stuff that you actually need to know about. That way you go out and watch your sports ball, you go out and watch your Thrones of Games, and you don't have to feel
2: guilty because the Unfiltered show's got your you back. You know, from the uh, JB1. Bunker of <laughs> informational studies and research and development. I like this. You know, we uh, we we look at all the feeds from all over the globe, from all the networks, even the networks that you may not like, like How the RTs now? and oh. the uh, Democracy Now's oh. and the the Young Turks. Actually, all these places that
1: you may not like. It's funny you mention those because the ones we get the most flame for are uh, like the Fox News and the Glenn Beck. But I think what we try to do is. Pull from all the edges, pull from the middle, and then we'll use, guess what, something called our brains to figure out what makes sense. Because you sometimes you just listen to all this stuff in different contexts, and by hearing what each side is pushing for, you can sometimes derive the actual r- truth in the middle.
2: I just cannot believe that you're not a lefty-righty, you know, after doing this show. You're such a righty-lefty. <laughs>
1: Hey, so uh, something kind of crazy is happening as we're going on air And it's left me a little bit of a funk
2: Are you talking about breaking news? Are you talking about like Situation I, Room style I'm, I'm breaking feeling, news? I'm feeling like maybe are, we need you, to, are you Are you feeling that you need to bust out I, you know, uh, Wait, uh, you what, what's that guy's name? How what's about a, his name?
1: How about a one-two combo? Uh, how about what? Wolf goes on the air when some breaking news what's, happens What's his name again? Uh, Chase, you will Wolf. be playing the role of Wolf Blitzer right. And we are going on
7: the air now This is CNN Breaking News This is CNN's Wolf Blitzer, and you're in the Situation Room.
2: happening right now here in the Situation Room, breaking news about TrueCrypt. It's the website is used all over the world where people can encrypt your data. We go now live to the scene Situation. with our chief Situation. correspondent of technology, research, and development, Chris Fisher. Chris. Hello,
1: Chase. I'm joining you. Uh, I hope you can hear me okay. I'm on my MacBooks microphone on
2: Skype. Yes, yes, we do see you. Yes, go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah, encryption's broken. Everything is ruined.
2: So so what you're saying to
1: all the viewers... Have you tried BitLocker? You should try BitLocker. I hear it's really good. There appears to be some
2: problem with the delay as we're talking over All each other <laughs> right now.
1: So this BitLocker thing, I mean, sorry, this TrueCrypt thing yeah. is absolutely it's crazy. nuts. It happened just a little bit before we went on the air. Uh, the TrueCrypt website now redirects to a landing page that's hosted on SourceForge that essentially says TrueCrypt has been compromised, there's security issues, and the user should switch to BitLocker. In fact... If you download the latest release, which has been signed with a recently generated key, so it's almost absolutely, surely bogus. When you run the installer, A, it only will now give you the ability to unencrypt. You cannot encrypt. And it will pop up this warning message yeah. telling you to switch to BitLocker.
2: It's, it's like it's in the code for TrueCrypt. Wow. Uh, and wow. Uh, and what's so there's multiple reasons that people are now you know hypothesizing what it could be, right? Yeah. Well,
1: some people just think it's you know website's been hacked and the uh, keys were presumed compromised. Uh, some people think that something bad happened to the TrueCrypt developers, like they got a takedown or have been lava bitted, and so this is sort of their way of, of shutting things down and getting everybody off now, TrueCrypt since they've been approached. I, maybe- I'm no expert
2: on open source and Linux yet. Yeah. And, and, you know, I know we're going to be doing a show about that. I thought TrueCrypt was open source. I thought you know this is one of the things that is driven by the community. How is this? uh, How is this now an issue? Well, uh, I mean, it could be
1: forked. There is a known good issue, or there's a known good version that doesn't have these changes to it, um, and uh, it's still signed by the old key. And you could fork from there. It has a weird clause in its open source license uh, that is somewhat. It sounds like it wouldn't be incompatible, but I guess it it is uh, from what I've read. Okay. It says that all all derivatives of TrueCrypt must attribute TrueCrypt or something like There's some sort of clause in there where you have to uh, have to give attribution in some way that's incompatible with some open source licenses. I've honestly never been too compelled to look into it until today, and since this just broke before we went on air, I haven't read it yet, but I plan to. That's one of the things I plan to look into. It's really strange, and what's interesting about it, now now, uh, Chase, I'm not one to just arbitrarily fry some conspiracy bacon.
2: Now, by the way, we haven't had bacon lately. This bacon, this is the extra thick. Oh, yeah, buddy. Oh. Hold on, Extra thick yeah. bacon yeah, coming all the way from Roseville, California.
1: So uh, there has been a lot of attention around Snowden this week. In fact, we're about to get into some of that here in a little bit. Yeah. And some of that attention has centered around his use of, guess what, Chase?
2: What? True Crypt. Oh, yeah, uh, in,
1: in fact, uh, uh, Kashmir Hill, who has been on Plan B before, had a uh, piece that talks about crypto parties that uh, Snowden used to run, and in these crypto parties, they talk about how- Oh, no, that wasn't Kashmir. that was another article. In these crypto parties, they talk about how uh, he had people in Hawaii get together, and they all set up TrueCrypt on their hard drives, and he uh. talked about how you could set up uh, plausible deniability partitions and volumes and encrypt your storage- so it's been getting a lot of attention that Edward Snowden uses TrueCrypt. So that has led some people to fry the conspiracy bacon. A lot of bacon. And say NSA approached them. They got the keys. They pressured them somehow, or they're becoming pressured. Now, here's the other thing about TrueCrypt. And, in fact, Snowden even acknowledges uh, this when he during his uh, uh, encryption party, whatever you want to call it. Uh, he even gave a presentation at this party talking about TrueCrypt specifically. He said, and this was uh, his words, uh TrueCrypt is made is not is the people who make TrueCrypt. Well, I didn't get that part. But he went on to say in the in the article, the people who we don't know who made TrueCrypt. We don't actually know the people behind TrueCrypt. They've remained anonymous probably because of the type of software they're making and.
2: avoid potential pressures from unknown sources hint hint NSA Uh,
1: but what's interesting about it all is that some people also theorize maybe this is an attempt to smoke out the developers because somebody to come out and say no that's not us here's proof that we're one of the developers here's our key
2: oh some sort of like reverse psychology kind of smoke them out yeah smoke them out out of there yeah
1: so I so here's what I do know Uh, hopefully by tomorrow we'll have more information and we'll probably talk about it in tech snap this week okay And uh, we'll follow it. We'll keep following it, and we'll probably cover it in the last, too, because it's a pretty huge story, and it covers a broad spectrum of topics. Uh, And uh, it does come all right on the heels of a ton of Snowden activity this week. A ton! A ton of Snowden activity this week. But we're not going to start there. No? 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 We're going to talk about uh, something. You remember a couple of weeks ago... Uh, we were like, what is the big thing that Glenn Greenwald might still have?
2: That's right. The, the hidden Trump card that he's is, still. His last to hurrah. Play. He's going to play it.
1: Well, it sounds like word is out on what it's going to be. So it's supposed to come out later this week. Ooh.
13: Now, Glenn Greenwald says he'll make his biggest revelation Shut. ever later this week, releasing the names of U.S. citizens that the NSA has targeted in its data collection. Whoa.
2: Program.
13: Greenwald says he's saving the best for last, like the grand finale of a fireworks show. Fox News Senior Judicial analyst Judge Andrew Napolitano is here. Hey, the book
18: it's over the, the judge! It's well, it's the book is called No Place to Hide, right. and it is a description of the frenetic two-week...
1: I do recommend the book. Uh, it, If you followed Unfiltered closely, it'll be a lot of recap with some additional details colored in. Uh, it's a good read.
18: ...period in the lives of Glenn Greenwald and Edward Snowden when they, with others, were working in a hotel room in Hong Kong, and Snowden was giving Greenwald... The documents that he took from NSA, Shep on a, on a couple of those little keys that you put in the in the uh, in the computer, one point seven million documents. So it took a long
1: time. Now that's the government's claim. Greenwald has never actually confirmed that number. That's not that that that's number that, is That's suspect. coming from all right. That number is based on every file his user account could have conceivably had read access to on on the file system. So that's that. That doesn't mean he took every single one of those files. Right. he's just. So it's interesting to hear the judge sort of repeating that number that's usually he's more, uh, I don't know, maybe a little more... Accurate. ...attuned to those kinds of yeah. little details.
18: For, ...for Snowden to explain to the Greenwald. Snowden uh, uh, wasn't initially disbelieved by Greenwald. Greenwald and his colleagues were skeptical, not after listening to him, not after grilling him, not after looking at the government's own documents.
13: Now, what we're, what we're supposed to learn this week from Greenwald is who was targeted by the NSA.
18: Okay, Greenwald has all of those documents. And these these revelations that we've been getting every two or three weeks, they've slowed down a little bit of late, have been coming from Greenwald, not from Snowden. According to Greenwald, Snowden does not have these documents with him any longer in Mexico or excuse me, in in Russia.
1: Isn't that a weird slip up?
2: Why would he mention Mexico?
1: I don't know. And you know what else is really weird is during Brian Williams intro on the NBC Nightly News yesterday, he also slipped up.
2: Did he also say Mexico?
1: He didn't quite finish his thought, but he started to say the wrong country and then corrected himself and said Russia. I just think that's particularly peculiar. Maybe they're
2: not in Russia. I, are you? Afraid? Oh, wait. No, 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 no. no are you no, frying no, bacon? No, no, no. I don't. I don't do much bacon.
18: Snowden. Show. According to Greenwald, Snowden does not have these documents with him any longer in Mexico. Or excuse me. In, in Russia. Yeah. Because totally. he was worried that some farm. Like, how do you mix that up? How do you mix up Mexico and Russia? our agents would take them from him. Greenwald has the documents and Greenwald has been releasing them and Greenwald said yesterday before this week is out I'll release the grand finale which will surprise everyone when they see whose names are on the list, what American names are on the list that the NSA has been targeting. What has the NSA's model been? We're looking for a needle in a haystack, we want the entire haystack. So while they have targeted people, their motto has been, you ready for this? Collect it all. And if you look at Greenwald's book, which has copies of the documents in there, you'll see on the tops of those documents the NSA motto, collect it all. They want everything like about Pokemon. everybody. And they want it uh, available for them, stored in their computers permanently.
13: It, it is somewhat astounding that, that, our, that our privacy has been violated in this way and that a government would be able to collect these, this private information is, doesn't look very American.
18: Oh, good gosh, it's not American at all. It profoundly violates the oath that President George W. Bush, President Obama, and all the people in the NSA that worked for both of them uh, undertook. I could understand a government saying, the only way we could keep you safe is we know everything about you, but not a government governed by our Constitution and not by people who took the same oath to uphold the Constitution that anybody, including me, who's ever worked for the government has taken, because that Constitution is superior to everything else, and those people who took that oath know it. And they're knowingly violating it. If if they've broken their oath, what what should happen to them? Well, the courts would say vote them out of office. But President Bush served two terms. President Obama is halfway through his second term, so that's not a realistic uh, remedy. Look, the, the the Constitution is only as good a restraint on the government as those in whose hands the Constitution is given for enforcement and for honoring and for respecting. It is not in good hands when the people in whose hands it it has been placed can rampantly trample and violate it, as the NSA has been doing. So we should learn later this week. Well, I'm smiling because we may recognize many of the names oh, on that God. list. God only knows who they are, well. who it might be.
1: I'm wondering, and I'm wondering in a big way because our next story kind of ties in, if there was a huge upset in the elite, like you know, maybe some government officials that were on that list, we might have a shot for the U.S. Freedom Act, which has been essentially neutered, totally neutered. We might have a chance for the Senate version to pass. So I want to, this is a little bit of a meaty clip. We've talked about this in the supporter Show. But there has been uh, two bills that were designed to sort of clean up the NSA, sort of. One was a Feinstein-Rogers-backed bill that actually just sort of codified and extended some of the surveillance. Then there was another bill, one of the people backing it was Wyden. And this did a lot to actually clean up the whole thing. And so what Rogers did with the help of the Obama administration behind closed doors is they worked fast to neuter the House's version of the U.S. Freedom Act, which is now passed the House. So this is an important thing. So
2: the changes have to go back to the Senate and they have to vote
1: on it. Right. And Barry has said that he won't be signing the original, but he would be willing to sign the more compromised version if they... Uh, You know, uh, if it essentially passes as is, but we'll see what happens. And I'm thinking if Greenwald releases names and say, you know, Obama's on that list or Biden's on that list or, uh, you know, maybe Wiener's on that list.
2: Do you think any names will be censored on the list? Like there'll be part there'll be some names, but some names will not be released. Well, or is I this going to be an all-in-one shot? If he was willing, I really hope so.
1: If he was willing to censor Afghanistan as one of the countries we were monitoring the calls, when that seems obvious, then maybe. Uh, and I I hope not. I, I hope that this is really is going to be his fireworks show. Because if this is shocking enough, if these revelations are brutal enough, then we have a shot with this U.S. Freedom Act. If it's mundane, like some of his more recent revelations have been, we may get this neutered version of it. So I want to play this for you guys. It's meaty, but you need to hear all the important details. I left it in there because there's a pretty good interview uh, that uh, talks about what's happened to this bill.
9: The language for the bill that passed today is not exactly what was originally proposed. And now privacy advocates, technology companies, and some lawmakers are pulling their support from what they've called a watered down version of the bill to talk more about the USA Freedom Act I was joined earlier by Shahud Buttar the executive director of the Bill of Rights Defense Committee I first asked him to talk about a major sticking point which are these special selection terms and how they're cha- how they've been changed from the old version to the new one
8: So the USA Freedom Act diverged in the Senate and the House early on and the House version took a very different approach to curtailing NSA surveillance of telephony metadata under Section 215 of the Patriot Act, and I I mean to say that it specifically does not do much, and it quite frankly never did, about internet surveillance under Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. But with respect to the phone program, the House version introduced a spe- specific selection term that was supposed to be a limiting factor to constrain what the NSA could collect. In the most recent versions to the bill, the, the White House and the House leadership introduced measures to essentially leave these specific selection terms not so specific. Uh, so for instance, there's a, there's a clause there delimiting a number of specific selection terms preceded by such as, which infers that there can be others that are unspecified in the way that the government has in secret in the past, interpreted this very same provision of the law, Section 215 of the Patriot Act, to enable abuses that the authors of the Patriot Act say that they're appalled by. suggest that any loose ends in the bill will be construed in the government's favor. And if-
1: so, in other words, it has loopholes just like the ones that they've been used to take advantage of to do the surveillance
2: in the first place. Now, so new what loopholes. This, so what this bill does effectively is nothing. Yeah. That it, it, it's just for an election year it's what it, it is
1: it, there are there's some there are some things but not the important things
8: the bill as currently drafted could actually make mass surveillance even worse.
9: Mm -hmm. So the the definition is a lot broader now. Um, Well, there are a lot of concerns over how the bill actually limits transparency for tech companies in regards to government data requests. Can you talk about where it stands on that?
8: Yeah. In the prior iterations of the bill, uh, the USA Freedom Act would have given tech companies the opportunity to disclose to their users the uh, information about the data requests in aggregate. That it had received from government agencies. So it wouldn't be able to disclose, for instance, to the targets of surveillance requests the fact that they were being monitored, but it could release to the public saying, okay, we got 25% more government data requests last month than we did in the prior month. And those provisions were scuttled as well. Uh, at the end of the day, one of the two of the things from the USA Freedom Act saga to keep most, I think, in the front of the uh, uh, attention for your re- uh, viewers the first is that internet surveillance is not addressed really at all. And after a year of the Snowden revelations, Congress is taking very meager steps forward, baby steps forward, and is not meaningfully addressing the problem. And it's interesting to see the Obama White House support the bill only after it was gutted in secret closed-door meetings, after it had already passed.
9: And to I want to ask you about that, because Rep. Zoe Lofgren has obviously uh, very, been very vocal about this. She's, very- She's
1: one of the few, so I wanted to get her clip in here, because I think this is worth putting on the unfiltered record here.
9: Very angered over this last version of the bill. She spoke yesterday on the House floor. Let's take a listen to what she had to say really quickly.
4: I think it's ironic, ironic that a bill that was intended to increase transparency was secretly changed uh, between the, the committee markup and floor consideration. And it was altered in worrisome ways.
1: Uh, and I'll leave the entire clip uh, for the unfiltered supporters to go grab from the sink. You know,
2: it's so ironic that you have an administration, the Obama administration, where they campaigned on a I know. idea of being open and is it, more transparent it than still any government you? in history. Does it still surprise you or are you like over that a little bit? I'm over it a little bit, but part of me is just like miffed, you know, we're we're I still feel it. You still feel miffed because you thought, wow, we're actually going to make some change this time. We're going to do something different. Something is different in the air, and then it's not. And then we see this. Yeah, It's I, so
1: disappointing. I, it's I, so disappointing. Um, I, I, the way I look at that is, uh, what that tells me is that when the Obama administration was running their campaign, they looked at the situation in the U.S., and they identified that a large demographic of the people were so desperate for things to change. They were so fed up with everything, and they exploited it. And they it was a calculated recognition of that vulnerability and the conditions that caused that vulnerability, and they used that vulnerability to exploit it. And then once Obama got in office, he's pretty much see the thing not is, lived up to any of it.
2: See, you know, the chat somebody in the chat rooms basically t- uh, saying to me, you know. Obama doesn't control the entire government. Yeah. But that being said, why hold secret meetings to get bills changed? If, if, if Obama and his administration is doesn't control things, why have those meetings in the first place? Because they are steering these things. They are controlling these things, and they're trying to have their way pushed through. And it's not just Obama. It's happened with Bush. It's happened with all the previous administrations. It hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. I'm not here attacking Obama because it's Obama, okay? If it was Clinton, if it was Bush, I don't give a crap who is in there, you know, whether or not I voted for them or not. It doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is they are there trying to uphold or supposed to uphold the Constitution, and they're not.
1: Well, I mean, I think probably, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a frustrating thing. I think, uh, you know, I've, I've explained it before. I'll just briefly kind of reiterate it. Um I think we look at it from. I think we've been sold a certain version of how our government operates. But yeah. if you look at it from the outside, if if you want the whole world to consider the United States to be like the central core of our of the world economy, and you want us to be, you know, the the uh, sort of the rock, you you can't just have a radical bottle, change yeah. every four to eight years at the top level of your government. So it makes sense that essentially, you know, the inertia below is really what drives yeah. the government but, but and but that top all... layer.
2: But there are some major issues that I wish we could ultimately change. I mean, obviously, the security issues is one thing, but there should be term limits on, on members of Congress. They shouldn't ha- be able to live their basically their entire lives on the Hill. They shouldn't be. Uh, people should be voting them out. We shouldn't have record number of lobbying groups trying to you know, persuade. Don't let your buddy Feinstein hear you talk
5: like
1: that, Chase. What? Don't let your buddy Feinstein talk like, hear you talk like that. So uh, I'll tell you something I noticed that happened yeah. this week, and I don't know if it's in light of these revelations that Greenwald's about to make. But uh, the narrative in the media, once again, has doubled down on Snowden. It's all about Snowden and how he's a traitor. Brian Williams has scored this big interview and they've been releasing clips for it. It actually airs tonight after the Unfiltered show. So we'll be monitoring tonight. And if there's anything really juicy, we'll get it in next week's episode. I'm telling you, this is why we need to do two weeks, two two episodes a week. Uh, don't talk about that. Uh, okay, all right, all right. All good. I don't want to get upset again, but I'm just saying. I know. It's going to be a big week this I week. I know. So here's a little preview of Brian Williams' interview with Snowden. And one of the things that people have latched on on, and Gizmodo did a real piece of crap write-up about this, I mean, just really went after Snowden, listened to him defend himself, Listen to Snowden's ego, and I feel like... Snowden, in this interview, is coming at it from a point of professional pride. You know, he had a very important role in some of these agencies, the CIA and the NSA, and the government's out there downplaying his expertise and his work. Well, I bet this gets to these guys, because there's a little bit of honor involved in there, professionalism involved there, so he gets a chance to defend himself, and now everybody's jumping on him for it, including folks on our subreddit, and to me it seems reasonable, but I'll play it, Chase, and you tell me if this is just a bunch of chest-thumping, Okay.
7: Were you trained as a spy? It seems to me spies probably look a lot more like Ed Snowden and a lot less like James Bond these days.
3: Well, it's no secret that uh, the U.S. tends to get more and better intelligence out of computers nowadays than they do out of people. Um, I was trained as a spy in sort of the traditional sense of the word in that I lived and worked undercover overseas uh, pretending to work in a job that I'm not. Uh, and even being assigned a name that was not mine. Um, But I am a technical specialist. I am a technical expert. Uh, I don't work with people. I don't recruit agents. What I do is I put systems to work for the United States. Uh, And I've done that at all levels, from from the bottom, on the ground, all the way to the top. Now, the government might deny these things. They might frame it in certain ways and say, oh, well, you know, he's a low-level analyst. But what they're trying to do is they're trying to use one position that I've had in a career here or there to distract from the totality of my experience, which is that I've worked for the Central Intelligence Agency undercover overseas, I've worked for the National Security Agency undercover overseas, and I've worked for the Defense Intelligence Agency as a lecturer at the Joint Counterintelligence Training Academy where I developed sources and methods for keeping our information and people secure in the most hostile and dangerous environments around the world. Uh, so when they say I'm a low-level systems administrator, that I don't know what I'm talking about, I'd say it's somewhat
2: misleading.
1: Now, uh, as a CNN anchor put it, Chase, is he putting in an excessive amount of energy in defending his position there?
2: I would say not only that, Chris, uh, but he's uh, laying out his LinkedIn profile pretty well right now, <laughs> I, I would so say. So is he
1: boasting a little too much?
2: I, I wouldn't call it boasting. I... I th- what I feel from first hearing that is, first off, I think he's genuinely pissed off yeah. about the the, 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 the slam, how, the slam that oh yeah. he's just a junior, low basically, level. Remember when Rogers
1: girl. Rogers even called him like basically
2: a janitor? Yeah, I mean time. he's done even work for us. I mean yeah. he's just you know he's yeah. just a contractor. Yeah, yeah, and he's like so when Snowden's responding the way he's responding, you know what? I, I understand why he's doing it. It makes him sound like a little pretentious ass, but that's okay, yeah. I guess. Yeah,
1: I mean maybe a little bit of bad form. And yeah. then again though, I mean like he's got a chance to set the record straight when he's on the national news, right?
2: Well, of course. He's got he's got a stage. Yeah. Now, I understand why he did what he did and why he said what he said. I mean, he make, he, you know, he was pissed. Yeah, and I think he was going off a little bit without a filter there. So Andrea Mitchell, uh, uh,
1: Andrea Mitchell digs in to see if she can verify some of Snowden's claims in that clip, and then also has to reset us up and remind us the stories about Snowden.
4: Who is Edward Snowden? Here's how the administration and congressional critics described him when he first exposed the secret surveillance program.
5: Uh, no, I'm not going to be scrambling jets uh, to get a uh, 29-year-old hacker.
4: And this from the leaders of the House Intelligence Committee.
16: I think he was lying. I think uh, it's a in his own mind. Uh, he That's- clearly uh, has overinflated his position.
1: That's your buddy Rogers and, uh. and his new lap boy Dutch. Uh, by the way, in the show notes this week, speaking of Rogers, uh, you can you can there I have embedded in there all of the lies Rogers told on the floor to get the USA Freedom Act up butchered. Anyways, back to your buddy Rogers and your buddy Dutch
16: has overinflated his position. He has overinflated um, uh, his access, and he's even overinflated what the actual uh, the technology of the programs would allow. Oh one yeah, to do. these programs were the nothing. Record
4: show? From our reporting, the Defense Intelligence Agency says Snowden was a guest speaker at three of their conferences Uh on military cyber security, Uh including one in Japan focusing on the Chinese cyber threat. Uh Critics and supporters acknowledge Snowden is whip smart, able to get into the system, know what he was taking, cover his tracks, plot his escape. (laughs)
1: Ooh, thanks, Andrea! Isn't she great at setting it up for I us? I love
2: those old clips. Like, oh yeah, he he doesn't know. Uh, I mean, we we're, we're not doing anything. No, he hasn't got anything on us.
1: So uh, the other thing that uh, people are saying is that Snowden is pushing for clemency, and so uh, Brian says, "Hey, man, are, are, do you want the U.S. to forgive? Do you
3: want to come move home? You want to stay in Russia? What's up, Bud?" And said that I'm doing this to serve my country. Now, whether amnesty or clemency ever becomes a possibility is not for me to say. That's a debate for the public and the government to decide. But if I could go
7: anywhere in the world, that place would be home. How anxious are you right now to make a deal to go back? I think uh,
3: my priority is not about myself, it's about making sure that these programs are reformed, uh, and that the family that I left behind, the country that I left behind, uh, can be helped by my actions. And I will do everything I can to continue to work in the most responsible way possible, uh, and to prioritize causing no harm while serving the public good.
2: Do you believe that? I mean, when I hear when I hear that, I want to believe him. I, I want to believe that it's not about him. I want to believe that he wants to come home, and I want to believe that his number, his number one concern, is not himself, but to get rid of these programs. Do you, do you believe that?
1: Uh, I, I always, I always like to keep a couple of possible Snowden scenarios um, Snowden open scenarios, to myself. Yes, I don't, uh, I don't have a hard subscription to one Snowden theory. My overriding default theory is um, when he made this commitment. He essentially mentally committed the rest of his life to this to exile his life. Yeah, like yeah. I, I think he's gotten to the point, and I, I kind of grok this from reading Greenwald's book, because I think he got to the point where he's like, "Once I handed over the documents, my mission was accomplished, and uh, I'm I'm now just whatever happens to me happens to me." Yeah, that's one thing I, I. That's what I suspect, and I think for him, the best thing that could happen is. Uh, you know as much change is accomplished as possible, uh, but I think even now enough change has been accomplished that he feels it was worth it is my suspicion uh, and and now they get into the coming home aspect of this
7: doesn't your asylum run out
3: soon? Mm-hmm. The temporary asylum uh, runs out I believe August first.
7: Will you apply for an extension
3: <laughs> uh, I- if the asylum uh, looks like it's going to run out then of course I would apply for an extension.
7: Do you see yourself as a patriot?
3: I do.
1: Now uh, that's where they cut it off because remember they're teasing at this point so then Brian comes see, back.
2: I if someone asked me, if I did what Snowden did and someone asked me the exact same question, I would say that's not for me to decide. It's for the American public to decide whether or not i am for me yeah i did what see here's how you should answer it i would do what any real american who believes in our constitution would do
1: i think he sees himself as having a better understanding of what it is to be a patriot than the people who run the country do uh like his username agreed uh, the username that he's used before uh like the, the like the email address he had at lavabit uh the the uh ID he went under at his encryption parties it is a reference to like a greek lord who was like a civil liberties pioneer or something like it was like it's it, it appears based on what i can track back in his history what he truly believes in and he you know like he uh he seems to have like a a pretty core fundamental beliefs uh rooted in basically what you might say like a, a strong adhering to the constitution and i so i think When you frame your belief system based on what the Constitution says, I think you're inclined to call yourself a patriot. Plus, I think a lot of people who serve in government are inclined to call themselves a patriot. I think that's kind of a natural answer for that line of work, too.
7: Now, his view right there that he is a patriot, which he explains at greater length in the longer interview later this evening, that point proved too much today for the U.S. Secretary of State, John Kerry, who, like so many other Americans, finds Snowden simply a traitor to his nation.
1: So the Obama administration got an early screening of the interview, and then they gave Kerry a chance to respond.
7: He's one of the many people saying if Snowden comes back to this country, it should be to face justice. What he's done is hurt his country.
0: What he's done is, is expose for terrorists a lot of mechanisms which now affect operational security. What ab-
2: I'm sorry, Secretary, but what about us as Americans? What about us?
0: What about the terrorists,
2: Chase? No. What
1: about us? What about the terrorists? That's what he's saying. He's saying that's literally his argument. The terrorists. That's his. I mean, that's his answer to you. What about the terrorists? <laughs> For terrorists, a lot of mechanisms which now affect operate. You know, it's it's funny too. Like you could almost. I'm shaking my head here in disgust. You could almost. I am. T- take John Kerry Man. and uh, put him, you know, like back in the 1700s, and he could be talking about witches or uh, demons. You know, like the way he says it it, it, it sounds like the same kind of manipulative language that people in power have been using to
0: confuse the stupid followers for a very long time. What he's done is hurt his country. What he's done is is expose for terrorists a lot of mechanisms which now affect operational security of those terrorists and make it harder for the United States to break up plots, harder to protect our nation. If this man is a patriot, he should stay in the United States and make his case. Patriots don't go to Russia. They don't seek asylum in Cuba. So he didn't
1: go to Russia. He was traveling and the U.S. specifically the State Department pulled his passport and he was stuck in Russia. He couldn't leave. You stuck him in Russia. You gave him to Putin.
0: If this man is a patriot, he should stay in the United States and make his case. Patriots don't go to Russia. Wait, they don't seek asylum
1: make
2: make his case against the very government right. that is spying on us right. and not if not following the rules right. themselves.
1: And the very government that destroyed the lives of the previous NSA whistleblowers that came in Snowden Snowden followed. Yep. Snowden watched those previous whistleblowers and learned a lesson from that. I mean, I'm sounding obviously I'm the, the pro Snowden scenario is the is the dominant narrative tonight. But I, I, mean, this, you, this but, is but, all doublespeak. But but it's, it,
2: but it's not just a, a pro Snowden uh, narrative. Oops, but, it, but it's also, I don't know, how it happened. It's, it's a logical situation here. Right. This look, is. Look at the Constitution. Look what are the rules that are supposed to be in play for the NSA, the FBI, for the CIA, all these three-letter organizations, and what they've done. Okay, And then what Snowden revealed, what these organizations were doing against us when they know damn well they're not supposed to be doing. Right. And then, oh, well, what about the terrorists? Well, what about Americans that got caught in these huge nets of information? and, And it's
1: like the terrorism thing is a theoretical worry. The Constitution actually exists. Right. So yeah. we are violating yeah. something that actually exists because we're afraid of something that is a theoretical thing. And they
2: don't want that information out there because, God forbid, it is out there in the public for the people to know what they're actually doing. And well, because like, the terrorists co- wouldn't
1: have known they're being surveilled.
2: Yeah. Could possibly cause the American public to, I don't know, not like it. Hello. This case. Patriots don't
0: go to Russia. They don't seek asylum in Cuba. They don't seek asylum in Venezuela. They fight their cause here. They're many a patriot. You can go back to the Pentagon Papers
2: with Dan oh, Ellsberg and okay. other. Okay, all right, we get it. You know, we know you're a war hero.
1: Well, he's saying, "Well, look, the Pentagon Biden. Papers guy didn't run, but of course, that was a very different United States government back then, too."
0: That's very true and made their case. Edward Snowden is a coward, he is a traitor, and he has betrayed his country, and if he wants to come home tomorrow to face the music, he can do so. Oh, really? Are you going to give him a passport back? So Kerry seems pretty
1: really? fired up, doesn't he? He,
0: Does he?
2: seems very upset.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if he's just playing good politics or what, but I NBC has a guess as to why he's so upset. It's Snowden's fault. Snowden has made it hard for our negotiations now. Now people know uh, about our spy. trade. And the anger at Edward Snowden has to do with not the
18: theft itself, but the selective leaks that they hate, that they believe has undermined America's standing in the world. Not the spying, the leaks. And the diplomatic standing between, say, America and Germany. And think about this, Brian, John Kerry's the guy that ends up in Europe with foreign ministers who now make jokes i'm told they sometimes make jokes when they have meetings with them hey is the nsa listening
1: and then it makes secretary first of all i love that Kerry's getting ribbed with the same joke that
2: i see on the internet all the time i love it yeah. i love that too I do that's too. awesome that's like the best news i've heard all I mean, week wait just imagine you're in the room for a moment chris that you're Kerry, okay yeah. and i'm say the administrative hey john Kerry. Hey John Kerry, hey, is your NSA listening? Are you listening to me again?
15: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, and so um, and, and, and by the way, it's not it's not the NSA and the U.S. government's fault for spying. It's that Snowden leaked the fact that we're spying on Merkel. It's not that we were spying on Merkel; is that we leaked the fact we're spying on Merkel. And then it makes Secretary Kerry mad. It makes the entire national security staff mad. And that's why
7: they have so much rage at Edward Snowden. Makes it tougher to do business overseas. Oh yeah. Todd at the White House for tonight, Chuck.
1: Thanks. Thanks, Chuck. Thanks, Chuck. Good work tonight, Chuck. Yeah, it <laughs> makes business harder. Um, you know what makes business harder? Spying on people. Now, it actually makes it easier until you get caught, doesn't that's it? Right, and that's right.
2: Then it you really start pissing off some people.
1: That's part of that problem, Chase. Hey, Chase. Hey, Chris. Uh, I want to get into um, some more clips. I got some more news. There's a big thing that happened this week, and uh, it's part of that Obama thing you were just talking about. But before we get to that... Yeah. We should thank our Patreon supporters because we are rocking the Patreon right now. Yeah, we're we're only
2: uh, we're only getting. Let me let me refresh this page here. Uh, uh, I I don't want to spend more than uh, ten minutes on this. Okay, hold cheers. on. I don't want to spend oh, more than geez, ten minutes on this. Louise. Uh, however, we're doing uh, great. I want to say a big thanks to all one hundred and ninety-two of you patrons out there. You guys are believing in what we're trying to do and what yeah. we're trying to accomplish. We're up like
1: 65 from uh, last week. And, uh, a so lot we, of
2: you are coming over from the old system,
1: yep. which is v- f- great. We really appreciate that. We're trying to get everybody to move over to patreon.com. This is the platform we're now using to fund the show. And what's awesome about this is you guys can see up front what the funding situation is, what our milestones are. Patreon is a new system that gives the... Uh, content creators on the internet that have sort of cropped up over the last few years, like Chase and myself, a platform that in the past we would have had to sort of build ourselves and it was kind of hobbled together. That's what that's, I mean, we launched Unfiltered before Patreon was a thing. Yeah. But if Patreon was around when we launched on Filter, we would have used it because it's so awesome. First of all, it gives a discussion area just for our patrons. It allows us to release exclusive content for those of you who support us. You get to see where the amounts are. It's a custom amount anywhere from, like, you know, a few cents to up to as much as you want. The standard rate is $5. That gets you the supporter show and the BitTorrent sync and the RSS
2: feeds and the newsletter. That's What I see is that's a little bit more than a dollar a week, okay? And... What kind of value can you really get for a dollar a week like this?
1: Well, like, for example... I
2: I, I can't find any. We've
1: been tracking the USA Freedom Act in the supporter show now for a few weeks. Now, it comes up into the big show eventually, but a lot of threads that start will will move in and out depending on the show. So when you listen to the supporter show, you just get more context. You get the ultimate unfiltered experience, but then you also get that BitTorrent Sync, which has all the source files... Every episode, all the clips, all the art, all the notes. If you wanted to watch the video version of something, if you wanted to hear something again, use your own, get your own clip of it, like Charlie Rose saying China, you could get in there and get that.
2: (laughs) See, that's the greatest part is not only you're getting the show, but you're getting the show plus another show plus all the bonuses. Yeah, you're getting all the great things. But not only that, when you become a patron, and this is the part that I really, really like, uh, let me let me show the stream. Now, a lot of this, by the way. Is for patrons only, which is kind of cool. They have their own exclusive place. But some people can go ahead and post down here uh, You know what they feel. And the greatest thing about this is now you can see who are your fellow members in the community yeah. and engage. And people yeah. are. And, and, and you have
1: our ear right there, too. It's awesome. So uh, just a quick milestone update. Yeah. we uh, were at uh, $2,125. We really wanted
2: to get— And 30—Chris, on 33 cents! You're right.
1: Uh, we're really hoping to get to $2,500 by episode 100. That'd just be an awesome milestone for the show. But then what happens at 2500 Chris? Well, what? the show, essentially, Chase, we go a little upgrade. Uh, we have some secret plans that we might be revealing secret? that would be sort of unveiled over the summer. What? Yeah, essentially if we have a little more funding, there's a couple of fun ideas we have in the works for the show and we thought at 100 that'd be a great spot to just mark that and we know going forward at 100, this is the level we're playing at yeah. now. But what's really, I mean, I don't know, maybe this is a long shot but at 5,000 on our milestone, that's $5,000 a month of viewers out there and listeners out there of the Unfilter show pledging $5 a month or so or maybe more. We have 33, 33 and more Yeah, we awesome. we
2: Yeah, we have 33 people right now in the Unfilter 33, investor 33, 33. Yeah, and 33. they're going to Get, they're going to get swag. Yeah. So right now, here's the deal, you guys. It's all sold out. You've probably noticed it's all sold out. We might open slots in the future. There is a link, by the way, that you can click on there. If yeah. someone decides to drop out of the 33, 33 you get in. you can get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like PAX tickets. They'll sell out in 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, so and you can get right in. I really, I and then eventually, I, if we can get to 5,000, we're going to take Unfilter twice a week. And I am so feeling that this week, you guys. If there was ever a week for this show to be twice a week with the Greenwald stuff coming because out what later happens in the week,
2: is, what happens is here's the thing. And you got the Brian Williams, Brian Williams interviews happening tonight as we get off the air. As we get off the air. So we're off the air. As he goes on then, the air. And then we have to wait an entire seven days
1: before we can come back again and talk about maddening. this. Maddening. And so the Unfiltered show, actually, from conception, was always thought of as working really well as a twice a week show. We want to get there. That's one of our high-end high, high end milestones and you guys can help us by going to patreon.com slash unfilter. If you're on PayPal or Amazon for this, please move over. Yep, please and move over now. there will soon be future Jupiter Broadcasting shows on Patreon that make it real easy once you are already signed up for Patreon to help support our other shows uh, and you'll hear more about that very soon like on Monday.
2: Yeah, Monday we got uh, well actually... Not just one, but two. Well, not on Monday, but next week, potentially
1: two new shows launching if everything goes as planned, and they'll both be funded by Patreon. Uh, And the idea here isn't to uh, nickel and dime everybody. Essentially, what what we want to do on the Jupiter Broadcasting Network is get a good mix of alternate revenue sources, so that way... We're not potentially vulnerable to one source cutting us off, like an advertiser or Patreon shutting down. Like, we want to be sustainable if something bad happens to either primary funding source. And so we're going to have some stuff on Patreon, and we're going to have some stuff that's conventionally funded. And what we're going to do is the shows that work best for the audience-funded uh, platform and model, those will be the shows on Patreon. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned for more info on that. But please, Patreon.com/unfilter. We'd love to get to that next milestone by episode 100. That would be now, next now, week. Now,
2: Chris, I, I, That's I th- next week. I don't know if you I don't know if you wrote it down. Yeah. But I did write down a, a Patreon prediction. Not, not for the amount, but the number of patrons. Because oh, I think. I don't know if I did. Did you not write it down? Because one of the things that I like to do is I I like to make predictions. I I messed up on my Reddit prediction. I didn't I didn't write it down. That's right. But here's the thing. We got 192 patrons. I'd love to see that go over two hundred and three. So here's the thing. You can become a patron. Yeah, five bucks a month, you get all those extras. But if you can't afford five, you can make it a dollar. You can make it a dollar a month. You can make it two dollars a month, two dollars and thirty three cents. And by the way, thanks to you patrons who are constantly changing your yeah, pledge. Yeah, that's great. Keep but people uh, to keep it right at thirty three. And uh, just a shout out to all the patrons. Just let you guys know, since June is just around the corner, uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, payments will be charged very soon. So yes. be ready for that.
1: Yeah, so it's a great time to jump in right now so you, get, you can be there at the beginning of the month. Yep. Uh, so last chance to get in there right now, patreon.com slash unfilter. We'd love to get to the next milestone by episode 100. It'd be kind of a, a real great boost and vote of confidence for the long-term viability of our show.
2: Yeah, uh, you, know, you know what I think? What's that, Chase? Oh, uh, you know what? That's going to be a surprise. I don't want to say it on the air. Oh! But something special I think we should do for 100. I don't know what it should be, okay. but we should do something. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, you're a busy man now. So we got to work within that, but we can figure something out. We can out. figure something out. All right. So I want to talk about Afghanistan for a little bit. We'll probably move pretty quick through this, but there's some things I want to cover. First of all, did you hear about the outing of the CIA agent, sh- the yeah, station it, chief?
2: Yeah, it was during a press conference, Yeah, and then all of a sudden, oh, we they redacted it Ob- but too late. O-
1: Obama went. To, so before we get too far into Afghanistan, I want to ha- I want to talk about what happened on Memorial Day of this week.
2: President flew all
7: the way to Afghanistan, all the over the way. Weekend, but most people are not talking about the trip. They're talking about this significant snafu. When the White House released the name of the CIA's station chief to hundreds of reporters, it's now asking the press not to publish the name. (laughs) We're not going to do that either.
1: Yeah, you can actually, you can go online and find it. I've seen it. Um, And I've seen pictures of the guy, so his identity is definitely out there. jeez. So the way this works is... uh, now here's here's supposedly the chain you know of events. You
2: know what we know we need to get this traitor on trial. We need to make sure that they are not hiding in Russia or Cuba <laughs> a and leak. we get them get
1: them on yeah, uh so oh, it's funny because um I guess the initial list of names came from the military. Then they gave it to a White uh, White, uh, White House press person, who then released it to the pool. Then it was one of the reporters who noticed the name and alerted the White House. Oh, jeez! And then they all had to work together to redact it. Uh, and uh, so, while we're on the Afghan, we're on the Afghanistan thread. It was announced uh, today. That we got all the details on Obama's plan to draw down in Afghanistan the troops. And bring them home, bring them home.
15: Declaring the combat mission in Afghanistan yeah, over in by the end of the year, President Obama laid out the final well, chapter weekend, for the I nation's longest war. The bottom line is it's time to turn the page on more than a decade in which so much of our foreign policy was focused on the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq. America. Beyond 2014, a small residual force will be limited to training Afghan fighters and counter yeah. terror operations. Under the president's plan, there will be just 9,800 U.S. forces next year, about half that by 2016, and embassy security only in the Afghan capital as President Obama prepares to leave office. <laughs> Mr. Obama's proposal stops short of the full withdrawal he promised voters oh. in 2012.
2: Oh, wait, wait, we'll wait, wait. is this, this another, another broken promise? 2014? There it is right there. We'll have them all out of there by 2014. Not only that, but we're going to shut down Gitmo. We're going to shut it down. So,
1: uh, but this, this, even this much is no good, according to McCain, Graham. In a
15: statement, three key GOP senators called the president's plan a monumental
4: mistake, oh. a triumph of politics
15: over strategy.
1: A monumental mistake because why he was doing exactly what the Pentagon wanted.
4: Time to turn the page in U.S. foreign policy when he enters off entered office there were over 180,000 US troops serving in Afghanistan in Iraq he has ended the war in Iraq and now wants to end the war in Afghanistan Mission accomplished. on his terms David Martin is at the Pentagon and David what are commanders saying about this plan is it
1: It's ironic that she said on his terms because his original terms were to have everybody out by, by 2014 the end of the year. Yeah. and the Pentagon comes along and says hey man how about instead of taking all their troops out, how about we leave like 10,000?
4: Hey, Ambitious.
0: Well, the Pentagon is getting exactly what it asked for. The commander in Afghanistan, uh, General Joseph Dunford, had requested 10,000 American troops stay past 2014 on the condition that they'd be out in two years. They got 9,800 on the condition that they'd be out in two years. So it is... Uh, almost exactly what the military had been requesting, and very different from some of the other options that had been before the president, which would have taken the number of U.S. troops in Afghanistan down to uh, as low as 3,000.
1: So we had proposals all the way from zero to 3,000. The Pentagon wanted 10,000. They got 9,800. Now, you might have noticed it's only for two years. Now, why would it only be for two years?
2: Why is that?
15: The White House proposal hinges on a new security agreement with Afghan leaders. Afghanistan's current president, Hamid Karzai, has refused to sign it, leaving it to the two men vying to replace him to seal the deal. Now, my problem. The Two final Afghan candidates in the runoff election for president have each indicated that they would sign this agreement promptly after taking office. So I'm hopeful that we can get this done.
1: How convenient. They've got both candidates. So essentially, this security arrangement agreement indemnifies U.S. soldiers for some of the... Uh, Ah, injustices. Yes. And so, uh, karzai has been like, I might be taking your bags of cash, but I do not want to sign that. Next guy's problem. Next guy comes in. Of course, he wants to smooth this yeah. over, and of course, because his administration's backed by the U.S., of course, he's going to want to keep that security force there because that's what keeps his power in check.
2: How many uh, independent uh, private security contractors are oh, going to remain? Great
1: question, right? So we're going to yeah. we got 9,800 troops. I I gotta imagine what do you want to take a guess? Maybe say ten thousand contractors, gonna, maybe higher.
2: I was gonna say twenty to yeah. twenty five thousand. Yeah, I can and, see and, it. And just because what's going to happen is the the money's just going to change hands from a private. Pro, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, uh, public tracking to a private mm-hmm. tracking where we're not going to hear about it. It's it's going to be completely under the rug. Yeah,
1: and uh, this is uh, of course now what they say is well we've learned our lesson. See when we pulled out of Iraq, it just led to a whole bunch of violence. So now we know we can't pull out. And Obama says, look. Oh look, this is how you do it in the twenty first century: is you go in, you roll them, you get a new government elected that you support, and then you leave your troops behind. Is essentially what he said in his press conference. That's how you. That's how you do it now in the twenty first century. That's what he said. Well,
2: it only it's only prudent. It only it's only sense.
1: prudent, Chase. It's only prudent. So uh, hit the show notes this week, you guys. We got uh, details about all of this in there, um, <laughs> including more information about that CIA outing. But you know, Chase.
2: We do like to end on a high note.
1: Yes, and this week something funny happened. I don't know so, if you...
2: so. The FBI, yeah, they're, ha-
1: they're having a hard time. Chase. They're they're
2: having some recruiting issues, and what they're potentially thinking about doing, Chris, is changing the policy in regards to marijuana.
10: The Federal Bureau of Investigation may be expanding its future workforce into the pot smoking population that just might be able to fight America's cyber villains. Currently, prospective candidates for FBI jobs are encouraged to answer a few background clearance questions. Be truthful. To if they're eligible for a job at the agency. No. <laughs> One of them is whether you've used marijuana at all within the last three years. Yeah. That used to be kind of a deal breaker. But FBI Director James Comey may have had a change of heart with the authority to hire 2,000 new employees this year, most of whom will be fighting cybercrime. Mr. Comey is now faced with a population of young computer programmers and hackers, many of whom have an affinity for pot. At an annual conference for the White Collar Crime Institute, the FBI director said, I have to hire a great workforce to compete with those cyber criminals, and some of those kids want to smoke weed on the way to the interview. (laughs) Eh. So Comey says the FBI is grappling with the question of losing its no-tolerance policy so the country can hire the best of the best.
1: There you go, the best of the best. Now, when I heard that, I was like, are you telling me the director of the FBI said that he wants to loosen his what? And I thought this is another example of an Obama administration official or somebody high up in the government sort of signaling a looser stance on, 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 on cannabis. I can't believe this. Well, guess what? Neither could Senator Jeff Sessions. I can't actually pronounce his last name. And so he asked the FBI director during a session that was being held and he wasn't too happy about it. So he uh... got, a, got a little he got him he got a little bit in the hot seat, I'd say.
0: I'm concerned about a few things, and I want you to get a little perspective here. I, I was very disappointed at a Wall Street Journal article May 20th in which you uh, seem to make light of marijuana use by those who'd like to work for the FBI. Um, you say, I have to hire a great workforce to compete with those cyber criminals, and some of those kids want to smoke weed on the way to the interview. Uh, you say you've got a loose the way? to loosen up your no-tolerance mm-hmm. policy, which is just a three-year haven't used marijuana in three years. Do you understand that that could be interpreted as one more example of leadership in America dismissing the seriousness of marijuana use, and that could uh, undermine uh, our ability to convince young people not to uh, go down a dangerous path? Uh, Very much, Senator. I I am determined uh, not to lose my sense of humor. (laughs) <laughs> uh, he
1: said he's just trying to make a little joke, but uh, that quote was pretty extensive. We have the full quote linked in the show notes. Uh, he he,
2: ta- here's the thing. I mean, we don't need to regurgitate all the studies that have been done about marijuana use and how it's a uh, 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 benefit no, in many different ways. I, I just ways. thought it
1: was particularly no, interesting that I his was, point was— Yeah, I was going to say. Go ahead. His point was is that these uh, these particular types of skill sets that he's going after— In this demographic of people, the marijuana usage is exceedingly high, and they have to hire, get ready for this, 2,000 new FBI agents, and most of which will be working in the FBI cybersecurity
2: division. But they're all smoking weed. He's got to hire 2,000 people, and he can't find people who aren't smoking weed. Here's what I predict, and I know this is going to be off the record for the FBI, of course, but what will happen is they will silently remove the question... From the questionnaire. But there's still drug testing involved. Right, but here's the thing. Of course there's going to be drug testing involved. I wonder if they'll just go with contractors. That's what I was thinking. No, but no, I think what will happen is they'll, they'll, they'll conveniently remove the question. They'll still have the drug testing, but they won't disqualify a candidate if they see just marijuana on the drug test. They'll just overlook it. They won't even mention it. They won't even talk about it. It'll be swept under the rug like the Kinect will be on the Xbox One. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, uh, so I was watching that same hearing to grab that clip uh, I'm sorry, by the way Your buddy My buddy Yeah, it was a long-ass interview I know Your buddy, Lindsey Graham, sits down Oh, Lindsey! How's he doing? And uh, he fires off a a quick a couple of rapid-fire questions And I'm like, and Mike, my my whole time I'm listening to him go is Why is he asking these things? What is this leading to?
6: Uh, Do you believe that based on certain actions A U.S. citizen could become an enemy combatant under the law of war?
1: Now, you you could just feel the tension. <laughs> yeah,
6: he's like, uh. um.
1: and like it's just out of the blue, too.
0: I don't think I'm expert enough to answer that sitting here.
1: This was an interesting um, answer he gave from time to time when he got a hard question. He would couch it as, I'm not sure I can answer that sitting here right now. That could be confidential. That could be he's not qualified. Or
2: I have to get the script to make sure that I'm reading the right talking right, points. Right, right. From the combatant under the law of war. I don't think I'm expert enough to answer that sitting here.
6: Okay, fair enough. If you could get back with me about that. My view is that they can. In every other war, you've had Americans side with the enemy and they've been treated as enemies. The
0: reason for my hesitation is when I was deputy attorney general, I know there were at least one or two who
6: were mm-hmm. held under that authority, but I don't okay. know the current state no, of the law. On that. That's good. That's, that's fine. If you could just get back. I me, mean, I think these are big policy issues. That, mm-hmm. Do you agree that homegrown terrorism is one of the things that keep you up at, at night?
2: Okay, I,
1: I I love this question you up so at much. At night? So this is a term they use a lot. Uh, you hear them talking, talking- about the
2: keep you up at night, the, the yeah, 3 a.m. phone yeah, call?
1: Yeah, uh, Janet Napolitano started it, and since Janet Napolitano started using it, uh, since then, everybody's used it. And the question is such a softball. Do you agree that homegrown terrorism keeps you up at night? Is what he asks him. That's what he asks him. And that's such a great question. He use it.
6: Do you agree that homegrown terrorism is one of the things that keep you up at, at night? No, yes. no. And oh. that the enemy's actively trying to penetrate our backyard, recruiting American <laughs> That's citizens. That's a
2: double entendre. And and who is the enemy? Is the enemy the <laughs> oh, you know, homegrown geez. terrorist?
1: Is the Who is the enemy exactly? Now, what's interesting is today, uh, big news out of Syria. A U.S. C- uh, citizen led one of the suicide bombings in Syria today. Now, the way this has been confirmed, according to the Washington Post, is the Pentagon saw it on Twitter, and they believe the source to be credible on Twitter, so they are releasing that it was an American citizen, he has an Arabian name, I won't even begin to try to pronounce it, was involved, an American citizen was involved in Syria, a homegrown terrorist. So now, isn't it interesting that that happens just a couple of days after this exchange with Lindsey Graham?
6: And that the enemy's actively trying to penetrate our backyard, recruiting American citizens. yes. An American citizen could be a very valuable asset to al-Qaeda. Is that correct? Extremely. Yeah, and they're up to, they're trying to recruit people in our backyard, just like every enemy has. Very quickly, is General Petrea still under investigation regarding classified information? Isn't that a good question?
1: Is General Petraeus still under investigation? Uh,
0: still under investigation? Uh, After jogging or before? Classified information. Yeah, something else I can't comment on. Okay.
1: Yeah, I just thought that was just a peculiar kind of exchange. Yeah, it it is a little weird.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Anyways, Lindsey Graham just being Lindsey. You know, you can't you can't stop him from being Lindsey. He's so Lindsey. Uh, all right, I had uh, I had one more thing I wanted to play before we got out of here, but I also thought maybe we'd uh, take a look at some of the top stories. Oh, Alan, I had a bit of feedback too. Boy, we, we're gonna have to cut something because we're not gonna have enough time if we're gonna get uh, this turned around in time to catch Brian
2: tonight. Well, we we have we haven't had feedback in a while. Yeah, all right, I'll do the feedback then. Yeah. I'll do the feedback. Okay, and no, I don't sorry. I don't have it. I don't have one. I got one right here. I got. Oh, okay, it. I don't have. So
1: uh, one. this is pertaining to what I was talking about uh, happening on Monday. Something new. Uh, this came in from Timothy JB. Oh, oh. Look at that. Uh, Look huh, at that. Huh, huh. Uh, he says, Chris and Chase. Yeah. You keep talking Hi. about how great it would be for Unfilter to do more frequently. When the new Jupiter Broadcasting Daily Show starts next week, maybe you should consider Unfilter update segments. You know, mm. I, I don't know if I'm going to do a lot of this because I think it'll be more tech-focused, but I got to say, like this week, I might... You know, if I was doing the show this week, which I'm not, I mean, sometimes if something's really huge, like this True Crip story, obviously I would be covering that in the Daily Show. And maybe the uh, Greenwald releases, depending on how big they are, I think would go in there, kind of if that uh, spikes my interest. But really, I think uh, I- I'd eventually want to see Filter just hit that goal where we can do twice a week. Because I'd like to have f- a-, a full show to really talk about this. Yeah,
2: thing. yeah, absolutely. But, It'd be great. Uh,
1: you know, if you're an Unfilter fan, I would encourage you to tune into the new uh, Daily Show. It's going to be called Tech Talk D- uh, Today. Tech Talk today t t t t t's t t's triple t's and uh <laughs> wait was, that's
2: uh, that's total recall by the way
1: and you can join me live jb at 9am pacific noon eastern
2: i might be around on that really yeah yeah maybe you are uh, going to
1: be available around 9
2: uh maybe work somewhere. yeah maybe we will talk a little more after the show yeah maybe we can do that.
1: yeah all right so um check the uh check the Unfilter uh, supporter sync if you are a supporter there is a great abc clip about uh the cyber threat and the response to China really kind of uh, a wrap-up of a lot of the latest stuff from what we talked about you, last week. You,
2: you know, Chris, you hmm. know another good place to go. I don't know if you're aware of this place. Probably not. I'm it's, pretty dense. It's it's one of those places where you can actually submit stories. You can actually contribute. If you can't even afford the Patreon, this thing is free and open to all. It's called the Unfilter subreddit, Chris. Oh. Unfilter.reddit.com. This is where you can vote stories and comment and contribute. Now, I didn't hit my goal the previous week. Oh, jeez, Chase. It does happen. Yeah. However, I did make a prediction it anyway. did. I'm
1: trying to find it right now. Here it is. Last week, you predicted 13-10. Uh,
2: we hit it by one. Really? Yes, 13-11. Nice. So I'm not going to go overreaching. I'm not going to go too high because I want to keep the streak going again. I need to restart the hitting streak. So 13-13. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, I 13,
1: know. 13-13. All right, it's in the red book, my friend.
2: Yes. Now, Chris. Yes, sir. You announced your new uh, daily show. We also got How to Linux coming up. So we got a lot of great new announcements. People may want to be informed about these announcements. Twitter.com
1: slash Chris L-A-S, Boom. my friend. Don't delay. Go there right now and follow me. What about you? Are you on the Twitter? You I, should try I,
2: it. I am on the Twitters, it's very good. I give everybody three more characters to read because my username is just at Nunes N-U-N-E-S. Boom. Yes. What
1: about uh like you know, additional content? P- Maybe a podcast like or two. like
2: gaming? Yeah. Like gaming? Yeah.
1: Got a gaming, got Geek a gamer. TV.
2: Okay. You can go there right now. Okay. We just did a we did a, a thing for our patrons. We did a uh survivor game special. So all the patrons were invited. They got nice. to play games. It's awesome. GeekGamer.tv if you want. Gaming and technology-driven content.
1: Very, very good. Now, don't forget, The Unfiltered Show is live on a Wednesday. Live! Go over to jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar to get in your local time, and then you get yes. to help us name it, hang out in the chat room with us. And like today, I think we're going to stick around and stream the... Uh,
2: oh, well, we won't be streaming it, but we, we'll be watching the bright ones. Yeah, Cough, yeah Cough, Because that's uh, illegal. But guess what, you guys? Next week is episode 100. Woo! So make sure that you are here. Tell all your friends and family to join us next week. Wednesday, right back here, because you know why? It's the big show next week! You see that? You see that? Our supporters are awesome. We are now at a great number 193 patrons. At twenty one thirty three thirty three per month.
1: Hey-o. Oh, yes. Nice. All right. Uh, so um, I think we have about uh, probably about. Uh, I think we have about. I thought uh, it was
2: nineties nine Pacific. I don't know.
1: Can anybody fact check? Check uh check on. Uh, uh, I'm gonna check right. Okay. Because uh, one thing I want to do is I we want to I want at least get the process of this thing started, maybe encoding, so that way I'm down here while this thing's encoding. So I was thinking we'd do a quick uh, uh, wrap to the supporter show. That way uh, we can get this copying over the network.
2: It will be, oh, it's later than we thought. It's actually 10 p.m. Pacific.
1: 10 p.m. Pacific?
2: Yeah, 8 p.m. Pacific. Uh, yeah. I don't think we can do that. Because yeah. then we won't get the
1: show out until, I don't know, 1, 2 yeah. Yeah, No, it,
2: it is 10 p.m. Pacific. Uh, 10 p.m. Pacific, Inside the Mind of Edward Snowden. That is after the great show, Last Comic Standing. So, yeah, 10 p.m. Pacific.
1: I don't think we can do that, you guys.
2: That's way too late.
1: But I still want to watch it, so I still want to get done so I can watch it at least.
2: Well, I'll be on VOD. Yeah. Video on demand.
1: Well, I got it. I got it. I'm going to watch it on the thing that I used to watch it live. You know what
2: I mean? Yeah, I know. It's uh, but that's East East Coast feed, so it's on right now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like only 15 minutes of it left, though. No, no, I think it starts. No, 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 no. It starts at. Oh yeah, I don't know. Let me check.
1: Yeah, because that's the, I was going by the East Coast feed time.
2: Well, because East Coast feed time, it's it's, Is it already, ten, on yeah, it's already on the air. It's already on the air. Ah poo. 10, it's ten forty six Eastern right now. No, so poo. Yeah, sorry, buddy. See,
1: I wanted to be able to watch it. Well, um, I I have it DVRing, so I could at least.
2: Oh, we well, if it's DVRing, we could so we can it. yeah watch that one.
1: We need a title chat room, uh, so uh, jbtitles.com, and it's your last chance to submit jbtitles.com. Com.
2: Hey Chase, you want to go
1: turn that thing on?
2: The fan, sure. Yeah. Uh, by the way, my suggestion was penetrate our backyard.
1: No, no, it doesn't start till 11 p.m. Eastern, so we still have time to watch it.
2: 11 Eastern? Yeah. That's really late. That yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah, so
1: it hasn't started yet.
2: So we could watch we, it have to. We would have to watch it through that, though. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know how well it would do, but... Yeah. Well, yeah.
2: it's NBC, so it's going to be HD.
1: All right, so JB Titles, then we'll get these files cut, and then Rikai can get editing, and I can get the supporter show encoding. Rick, I don't know if you're listening, but I did uh, I did three separate files. So the middle file is the main show. Trampled by tyrants. Think about the terrorists. Snowden, the patriot. Priya, Snowden, the privacy prophet. Tales from the crypt. That's funny. Uh, patriot betrayal act. Snowden speaks. Hmm. Hmm. We're gonna need people to uh, JB titles go both these. I need to get this done. Throne of Games. JBtitles.com. Trampled by tyrants. I feel like Snowden needs to be in the title, but then again, if this interview is kick-ass with Williams tonight, then it'll, that's what the show—that's what 100 is going to be about. GabbyTitles.com. Come on, guys. You can do it. Let's get a good one up. The Trample by Tyrants is winning right now. Do
2: you like music?
8: Yes. Why don't you put a record on?
1: interview with Ed crap come on let's not get held up by this dang it I don't know. I'm just looking at the guide on this thing. So for all I know, it's all wonky. Yeah, it could be. Uh, all right. Well, it doesn't matter because either way, I'll, I'll be. Don't. Don't worry don't,
2: about don't it. Don't stress. Okay. Cool. I feel
1: bad. No, I'm. I, I. I want to see it live, but I, I don't. It's not worth stressing
16: about. Yeah. Okay. Fair
1: enough. <laughs> uh, Patriot Betrayal Act. Chase, come on, come up with a clever title real quick. Bacon. I like the the
2: Snowden interview I think someone suggested
1: that I, I want to say something But the full interview actually airs tonight I
7: know Yeah well, we, we,
1: we did a preview of it Yeah you're right Sno- Snow- Snowden interview Just Snowden interview? No uh, I like the Snowden interview Does it make it sound like it would be on our show though? Like the interviews on our show? exploiting Snowden That's not bad.
2: But is maybe maybe he wants to be exploited though. Otherwise why would he do the interview?
1: Snowden the interview. Think about the terrorists.
2: Think about the terrorists. Is that in the show? You you're, you're, I think you were telling me that. You're like Chase. Oh, think yeah. about the terrorists.
1: Yeah. Ah, crap. It's a hard one. No. Carrie versus Snowden. No. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like leaning with afghans like a recipe for no clicks. I kind of felt like the Snowden was our best stuff.
2: How about the Snowden showdown?
1: We've done that one. Have. Snowden's turn. Snowden's turn. I like that. Yeah, Snowden's turn. Snowden's Snowden's Return? Snowden's Version? S-
2: no, Snowden's
8: Story.
1: That's what I was thinking too. Yeah, I think we're going to go Snowden's Story because I think we both like
2: that one. <laughs> That's enough
1: right there. Because was th- right when you said it, I was thinking the same thing. Snowden's Story. There we go, chat room. Boomsies. <laughs> Boomsies go. goes the chase. Show the Snowden thing? What's he talking about? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, if it's on the stream here in a minute, I'll put it up. Yeah, because I know some people don't have access to it. So. Although I'm sure it will be online. Oh, it's going
2: to be on NBC.com. Yeah.
1: Sure. But it'll probably be, like, region locked.
2: Oh, you mean for the international? People? Yeah. If not heard
1: of VPN, I use... VPN, a VPN. Uh,
2: Privateinternetaccess.com, 40 bucks a year, well worth
1: it. All right, let's see what's going on with this thing. Pull up, let's see, and where's NPC? NBC. on
2: screen,
1: Chris. On the screen. I'll put it on high, so that way we don't... Oh, it is live now.
3: who programs that have been disclosed. when you look at the way exclusive been filtered through the most trusted journalistic institutions exclusive. in America when you look at the way the government has had a chance to chime in on this
1: all right, I'm going to end the recording now supporters Well,
3: and when you look at the gosh, that it's resulted in we've had the first open federal court to ever minutes, review these programs left. declare it likely unconstitutional. Yeah, an Orwellian. And now you, you know what I'll
1: try to do for you in. supporters is I will uh, I will try to get the full interview and put it in the supporter sync for next week yeah. alright thanks thanks unfiltered supporters we're going to cut it here so we can get the show out So we got to stop recording order to start editing <laughs> uh, and we'll watch the last five minutes of this and then we'll find a download version as high res as we can find
5: it we'll put it in the BitTorrent Sync yeah you guys we'll make it happen alright guys thanks very much Bye, you guys